<clears throat> Good morning, it's Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Griffin Bass. It it's better, you know, when you're when the subject matter stinks, it's better to have like a whole day afterwards to deal with it and then you know, you feel like you're maybe not quite as angry at the point that you uh, come on and do the show. You feel like maybe you've kind of loosened up a bit, then you remember what it is that you have to talk about and you're like, Oh son of a bitch. Can't just talk about the World Cup for two hours a day. That'd be preferable. What a match. God, what a match. Oh, hell. Let's just talk about that. <sighs> Alas. I'm Glenn. He's Griffin. Carson, uh, try weekly. Who, now that uh, you're the sole survivor again, maybe we uh, maybe we alter the schedule this week. You going to come in for the drinking show on Thursday? I'll be doing here. that. I'll right. be here. Oh, and you got to do... We'll talk about we'll that. that we'll talk about that. We'll figure out... Who's got to do the eggnog? I think we said we were going to do that Wednesday. I think we said we we're going to separate that, do the eggnog on Wednesday. And then the drinking show on Thursday. A lot going on this week. Today's show brought to you by the Baltimore County Police Department. The Baltimore County Police Department is going to join us on Thursday. All right, is that going to be okay? Are you <laughs> you have anything you need to... I mean, if you need to take I, the day I, off. I have nothing to hide. Are you sure? I have, I have nothing to hide. Are you... Then, I, I've, then, I've then why did you say you needed to go hide that thing in your car? Got, why'd you say that? I got a, I got, got a guy. I got a guy for that. Oh, you got he, a guy. He, he for take that. care of it for That's me. Good. What do they call that? What do they? What do they, The Cowboys employed someone whose job was, and they had a title for this person. It was like cover man or something like that. They had. It sounds about. It sounds right. I guess in politics, it's a, like it's a fixer, is what they call it in politics. In politics, you have a fixer. That was what. Uh, what's his face? Michael Cohen, right? Was the fixer for Donald Trump. Like something goes wrong, don't, don't you worry. Don't you worry. I I got you, Chief. I'll go ahead and take care of that for you. I don't know what I don't remember what they called it. They had they literally empl- the Cowboys employed someone whose job it was singularly to cover the tracks of uh, the football players. Moral of the story being, we don't have to do that when the Baltimore County Police Department come in here on Thursday. They're going to be breathalyzing us, and we're going to try to teach you the dangers of drinking and driving. Not acceptable. Can't do it. Can't win with it. Can't. No. No, 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 no. And I think a lot of people are like, ah, I'm good. I can push it. Well, we're going to learn on Thursday that that's not quite the case uh, when we do our annual drinking shows. Jeremy Kahn's going to join us. I heard a rumor that uh, there might be other special guests stopping by during the course of the show on Thursday. So we're looking forward to it. And the Baltimore County Police Department is still looking for some uh, folks that maybe are looking to consider a career change. $10,000 $10,000 signing bonus is available. Cadet salary start over $30,000. Officer salary starting over $60,000. And they're still collecting both unwrapped toys as well as non-perishable food items this week at any of the Baltimore County Police Department precincts. So make sure you stop by to try to help them out as they lift up those in our community that need it this holiday season. Uh, Rita is going to join us in a few minutes. Also this morning, Steve Weish from NFL Network. He was on the broadcast Saturday for the Ravens' loss in Cleveland. Jeremy Kahn joins us as he does every Monday. Yeah. Yeah. So that soccer match was great. Oh, my God. What an unbelievable match to nil and all of a sudden. Look, man, um, I've had a day to marinate over it. I was... I, a lot of you know it's a weird feeling, and I'm writing about this today at pressboxonline.com. I don't know why. I understand why it is that fans are so obsessed with the idea of firing a coach. I've always understood it. 
I say sometimes I don't, but trust me, I do. I get it. It's easy. It's thoughtless. It requires nothing. It impacts you in no ways whatsoever. There are no cap ramifications for it. There's no, you don't own a jersey that involves any sort of coach. You don't, um, you don't likely have any stories that involve that coach, whereas, you know, your kids might have met a player at some point, and when a player screws up, for example, when everybody's screaming about, and we'll get there, the pass-run ratio in the first half, and no one wants to talk about the fact that Deshaun Jackson dropped the football in the middle of the field, and if he had caught it, it would have been third and one, and you would have done what on the next play? Run the ball. Run the ball. The play worked. Middle of the field, wide open, just dropped. Now, I don't know why we feel the need to protect Deshaun Jackson. He stinks. He's not good at football. But it's always easier to blame a coach. There's no connection. There are no emotions, save for extreme circumstances. There are no emotions involved. Just blame the coach. It's way easier to do than blame the player. Um... I get it. I've always understood it. it. It means nothing to you. You can just say it. Whenever you're unhappy, it's the easiest thing to do. Fire the coach. Fire the coordinator. Fire whoever. It's simple. Whereas anytime a player is screwing up, in Denver right now, they have to fire Nathaniel Hackett because they can't fire the quarterback. By the way, they should fire Nathaniel Hackett. I assume they will. Of course, they did win a football game yesterday. Maybe that changes everything. Maybe all of a sudden the strong, strong, what is their record now? Uh, four and ten. Four and ten. The strong, yeah. strong six and eleven finish could be enough to keep Nathaniel Hackett around. Um, they can't fire the quarterback. There's cap ramifications to that. You can't even have the discussion. We talk about it all the time. You can't. It. Russell Wilson being terrible at football has at least as much to do with why the Broncos stink as Nathaniel Hackett being bad at coaching football. But it's not an option to fire Russell Wilson. If there was a cap ramification for firing Nathaniel Hackett, the might be forced to have a different conversation. Bring all this up. Because for some odd reason, people are obsessed with getting you to be on their side of things. I've, for, for weeks, months, years... Had people say, when are you going to come around? When are you going to join us? It's time to fire Greg Roman. And I've said over every turn, no, you're stupid. You, all you're doing is, well, this works insanely well, but maybe if we did something else, it would also work well. It's dumb. I have maintained that my opinion about firing someone is what it would be if I was running the company. Make it abundantly clear. Everyone has flaws. I have flaws. I know, it's hard to believe that. Look at me. <laughs> Look at all this. Flaws? Really? Eh, one or two. If you've ever been responsible for making these types of decisions within a company, you understand how this works. And I've always approached the idea of calling for a coach to be fired the same way. If I was running a company, would I be able to justify firing this person? I wouldn't walk in to a CEO of my company 
and say, you know what? We're meeting all the metrics. Every metric is being met. We're exceeding in some of those metrics. But gee, gosh darn it. I just really feel like if I had somebody else, there's a half a chance they could do the same. Small chance they could do better. So why don't we blow out the stable thing that we're doing in favor of something that might be better? Which, of course, is the argument that everybody had made about Greg Roman. The Ravens were constantly a top-10 offense, other than when they lost all of their players last year. And they still they were still actually a top-10 yardage offense. I just don't care nearly about as much about yardage as they do about points. Even this season, they were a top-10 offense until recent weeks. It made no sense to suggest that because you didn't like how it looked that Greg Roman should be fired. And I told you that to your face. I said, you're dumb. You're a dumb person that thinks you know football because you've played Madden or because Twitter allows everybody to put, you know, here, watch this play. I'll show you what happened. When you have no effing clue what happened. Just got into a long conversation with somebody in this business about it. I, there are people that are good at making Twitter videos, but anyone who thinks that they know what happened on a play is a dumb person. It's theater of the mind. It's I want you to think I do because it makes you more likely to follow me on Twitter. You don't actually know. You don't have a clue. You have no idea if this person just screwed up and did the wrong thing on a certain play. You, th- you want to say definitively that you know something because it makes people more likely to follow you. You don't know. Sorry, I sidetracked there for a second. All over the place. I'll get back to it. All of this sets up that, yes, on Saturday night, I finally joined your party. But I finally joined your party for one very specific reason. There was a fireable offense. And it's not what you think it was. A lot of you are tweeting out in in idiotic ways, total play numbers on Saturday as proof that Greg Roman abandoned the run. Well, the running backs only ran the ball 20 times, whereas you tempted 28 passes. That's proof that you abandoned the run. Well, anyone, of course, who watches the NFL knows, no, that's not abandoning the run. That's running more than, percentage-wise, almost anyone does in football. That's not that. You're also leaving out context, of course. What happened on the first offensive play of the game? Demarcus Robinson fumbled the ball backwards seven yards and left the Ravens in second and 17. Do you think there's a chance that if they weren't in second and 17, maybe they would have run the ball on at least one of the next two plays? Maybe? When you just throw out numbers, you're leaving out the entirety of context. Go back and tell me, again, it's Deshaun Jackson dropping the ball in the middle of the field. The play worked. Third and one. It's right there. Dude drops the ball. You leave out context when you just throw out numbers because you don't want to do the work. I I get it. I get why national analysts can't watch every snap of every game and figure out, hey, here's maybe a spot where they should have been running the ball, but they passed the ball, and that's the mistake. 
because it's not a problem that they threw the ball on second and third and long on the first drive of the game. They had to. I get it. They they converted a, a third and long on an underneath kind of pass to J- Justice Hill that is only technically a pass. It's more it's a run play disguised as a pass, which probably is what you should do when you call an end around. I don't know what's going on there either, but that's again beside the point. We also had a fourth down conversion where there was a drop pass that the play worked. It was no, it didn't. Yeah, I think it did not. The fourth and four. We'll get to that. It didn't work. It came out. They were. It was a mess. It was a mess. And the ball to say the play worked would say your quarterback has to be better. It takes a high level quarterback to make that play. That and is, you don't have a high level quarterback. Yeah, we'll, right now. we'll get to that. The, the guy unfortunately is now. It. I used to at least. You guys were always we get so we get so hot and bothered around here and try to just say nonsensical things. The number of times somebody tried to suggest that Tyler Huntley could be a starting quarterback in the NFL was insane. It was insane. You guys were nuts. Now I had to like on Saturday night. The thing I've always said to you is, look, just say the truth. It's amazing that Tyler Huntley is one of the forty best best quarterbacks in the world. It's amazing. Now I'm not even certain yeah. that that's true either. I'm not even certain of that. That all being said, the reason why there has finally become a fireable fence is very simple. With 10 minutes left in a football game and the Ravens facing second and four in a two-possession game in the fourth quarter on a night where you had a quarterback who's not good to begin with and was playing particularly poorly, where your running backs were averaging eight yards per carry, where you were facing a bad run defense, where you were playing in wind conditions that were notable to the point where Justin Tucker was missing field goals. All of that happening. No wide receivers. Don't know if you guys have heard. They were bad to begin with, and then they played even worse than that on Saturday night. On second and four, knowing that you would go for it on fourth down, which we know because they did. Pass, pass, pass. That is the fireable offense. That's the, oh, no, baby, what is you doing? That's the thing that you've all wanted it to be for years that it hasn't been. That's the, you can't be the guy in charge if you're going to do that moment. That is the come to Jesus. Ten minutes left, two possession game. Plenty of time. All the time in the world. The Ravens were going tempo. Made sense for them to go tempo. Like A lot of people have argued that other times they should be going tempo. That's never really bothered me all that much. Like I, I've said this all along. I, I do. Th- you guys can be dismissive of it, but what they talk about with the value of trying to keep the ball out of the opposing quarterback's hands is, is what they have. Like that's how they're constructed. That that is going to have to be valuable. But sure, in that situation, it felt like tempo worked. So go tempo. You know what's funny about tempo? You don't have to throw the ball. You can run. Second and four, third and four, fourth and four. Pass, pass, pass. That's fireable today. That's not end of season fireable. That's fireable today. That's 
we still had the opportunity to win a football game, and you took that away. That's that's fireable immediately. That's fireable literally in the aftermath of it. Now, let me cover a couple of things quickly. One, I still don't think it's going to happen. I wrote about it today at PressBoxOnline.com. It's an awkward spot. As constructed, the Ravens kind of have no choice but to run Greg Roman's offense for the rest of the season. And they, they can't become a team that throws the ball 40 times. They don't have it. It's not there. They don't really have a choice but to run the Greg Roman offense through the end of the season and then reconsider everything. So the question becomes, are you firing Greg Roman and telling somebody else he's got to run Greg Roman's offense? I mean, like, is that fair to, let's just say it's T. Martin. Is it fair to T. Martin to say, dude, you get to be the offensive coordinator, but you're going to have to run this guy's system because we we can't do anything else. We, we, we're not built to be able to play another way. So when I say it's fireable, I still kind of don't think that they would. I still think that this is going to be an offseason thing. And, of course, you get Lamar Jackson back, and God, who knows? If you don't do it now, who knows? There's still the elephant in the room of if you had Lamar Jackson on the field on Saturday, maybe you win the game anyway. You can't underestimate how poorly Tyler Huntley played. He played extraordinarily poorly in Saturday's game. I get it. He's a backup quarterback. But even by that standard, he played poorly. So there's that factor to this as well. There's maybe a third factor involved where, and I had a caller on the postgame show who brought this up. Is there some scenario where you could walk in and say, all right, if we're going to run the Greg Roman offense, then Greg Roman still gets to be the coordinator. We just have somebody else call the plays. That happens sometimes in football. The idea being the structure still needs to be in place, and you're the man who's best at putting the structure together, but... What you just did on Saturday proves that in crucial moments with games on the line, you can't be the one making the decision because you just, it's a mom spaghetti situation. You're vomiting all over yourself. I'd be surprised, still. I will say I think it's a non zero. A few people pointed out that I guess John Harbaugh's press conference is an hour later today than it normally is on Mondays. I wouldn't read anything into that. That's most likely that, like, somebody got away with their kind of being in like a surprise off day built into the schedule. The more likely scenario to me is that someone was traveling and so it just bought them a little bit of extra time getting them back in the building today to do a press conference. That's that's the most likely scenario, but I don't I don't know that. I'm just hypothesizing. I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised. But that's fireable. That's the thing. It's a fireable offense in a winnable football. All thing, everything else be damned. It was a Murphy's Law situation. Everything that could go wrong was going wrong, and yet still two-possession game with 10 minutes to play. Approaching midfield. It's a fireable offense. Uh, I, some of you are... are, are I, I, I don't know how to do what the word is. The word that comes to mind is pervert, but that's not what I'm looking for. Some of you are are sick. Some of you take like joy in the idea of talking about firing someone. 
Which, like, in the world of human, it's like that dude that made that video. Like, you're a psychopath. You need help. Honestly, God. And I get it. I remember being young and not understanding that life was bigger than what happened on a football field on Sunday. Like, I know. I know that for young people in particular, and deranged people that are of an older age, there is this world in which we don't see anything beyond the results of a football game. I certainly will openly admit that my perspective on things changed when I became, you know, a husband and a father. I can tell you that I, I understand where some of you come from, where you truly believe this stuff is life and death. But I still have to be the one. The way if somebody had said it, if I had been the one doing what you guys were doing, somebody would need to say to me at that age, you need to get a hold of yourself. You need to take a big picture look at life. Do something productive. I don't really care about whatever this nonsense is with some flyers outside the... I mean, that, who the hell cares? If somebody broke into the facility somehow, then presumably they're on video, they'll be charged with trespassing, and that'll be that. If the call was coming from inside the house, who it just for God's sakes... There's so many worse things in the world that could happen than some flyers. Now, again, if you broke into a facility, you gotta be, you have to be arrested. Like it's not, there's no gray area here. We're like, well, you've got a point. No, no, it doesn't work that way. You imagine, <laughs> you go tomorrow, you hold up a grocery store because you're like the overtime rule stinks in football, <laughs> and everybody's like, well, you know what? I don't know, man. The guy, guy kind of does have a point. <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. You still have to abide by rules and laws and things along those lines, man. Come on. What are we doing? I don't I don't get worked up by it because it's some flyers. Like nobody was hurt. Life will go on. But what's wrong with you? <laughs> like what what there's no justification for something. There's no well, we've just these people have reached a breaking point. No, go to bed. <laughs> go to bed. This doesn't impact your life. I don't know how to tell you that. Go to bed. Go out. Try to meet a, 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 a person of the opposite sex or of the same sex. Whatever you're into. Sports betting is legal now in the state of Maryland. Maybe try that. Maybe that might be part of the problem is that you did try that and it didn't go well. I had a good weekend. Mostly. Other than the Ravens game. Well, I did get the under. That was nice. Parlayed it with them winning as well, and that didn't that didn't that one didn't work out quite as well. But you know, hey, you can't win them all. That's what they always say. And which and because I've been close this season, very close to winning them all, but not quite, not quite winning them all. Um, I, I'm I know I'm kind of all over the place here, and I apologize for that. I, this is what we do. This is how the show works. Stay I'm, on topic. Fire Greg Roman, right? That's that's see that that thing is not what I'm going to do. Okay, like I'm not going to be that guy. It's. It's just sort of a sad way of living that, like, your emotions are connected to. Let's let's fire. It's just what what is that? Again, get a hobby. Have you heard of music? Like, watch the World Cup or it's something. Fun. Well, know? unfortunately, that's not an option. Well, I, I know, but I'm just saying. Like, I'm with you. <laughs> Do something with your time. I believe that's a fireable offense. I believe that today. 
someone in leadership within the Baltimore Ravens could and should make that decision. But if they don't, they don't. I, I do think it's going to be addressed at the end of the season, save for, as I keep telling you, some remarkable turn of events with a healthy Lamar Jackson. I do think it will be addressed. Short of, again, that, I think there's going to be a different offense coordinator. The other stuff, for those of you that do the bit where you're like, well, John Harbaugh has the right to veto a play. My God. The th- the, the, you're already screaming about how the plays are coming in with one second on the clock. Like, you can't have it all of the same ways. In general, I agree, but this goes back to context. If the Ravens really were abandoning the run the way that you're pretending like they were, then yes, at halftime, it's the responsibility of the coach to be like, hey, we're going we're gonna to run the ball, right? Like, yes, that's, that's a thing. The idea that on second down, when the call comes in and it's a pass, John Harbaugh is going to step in and be like, Greg, did you think about that? Like, like, hang on, pause for a second. Let's just talk about this a little bit. When you have 40 seconds and the Ravens nearly take all 40 every time. We're also trying to go tempo at the time. So yes, if, if you're trying to go too. tempo, you can't have John being like, well, now, wait, let's think now, about Now, if this. you want someone to criticize John, I would like someone to ask. And again, this gets into the nuance of me caring so much about this three-play three sequence, and I don't know that everybody else does. I would love to know, hey, did you make sure that going into that set of plays, that set of downs, everyone understood it was four-down territory? Because that is the responsibility of the coach. And it is possible that on third down, the play caller thought, we have to convert here or else we're going to have to punt. I better call a pass play. I can't imagine that. I'd like to hope that everybody would have known, hey, dude, there's 10 minutes left. We get up anywhere close to midfield. We're probably going to have to start thinking about going for it because, you know, we're going to run out of time here. And we don't exactly have a functional two-minute drill around these parts. So you got me. You want me to say I think Greg Roman should be fired? I do. I think Greg Roman should be fired for that specifically. Specifically for that. Fireable offense. Today's show. And Rita and I are going to talk about it because we're kind of in the same boat. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by PressBoxOnline.com slash offers, which is where you find all of the best offers for signing up for sports betting right now, including... in free bets from Barstool after you place your first $10 bet or up to $1,500 in risk-free bets from Caesars. Go right now to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers and sign up today. The NFL Chicks, Sarita Hubbard, joins us next. Glenn Clark Radio. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. 
It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back with season two of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. What is Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 1057 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at Pressbox Bowser. The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, January 3rd at Guilford Hall Brewery, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialist and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. FanDuel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. The weather outside is really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at glorydaysgrill.com glorydaysgrill.com Great food, good sports. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at PressBoxOnline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest. And I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. Speaking of Glory Days Grill, don't forget tonight, 6 to 8 p.m., Drew Forrester and I are going to be sitting over at Glory Days Grill here in Towson across the street from where I sit right now. Um, we're just hanging out tonight. That's it. That's all we're doing. There's no catch. There's no nothing. It's just come over, hang out, uh, have a beer with us. We will uh, tell some tales. And most importantly, what we need you to do is stop by a store. You can stop by anywhere, a convenience store, a pharmacy, a Target, whatever you want to do, and go ahead and purchase anything in the world of toiletries anything at all we need it men women anything kids we need kid shampoo shampoo soap deodorant toothbrush toothpaste anything purchase something and please just bring it over with you tonight the to glory days grill and that's all we're asking between 6 and 8 p.m. or underwear just a pack of underwear go over pack of hanes fruit of the looms whatever it is Something exotic. Duluth Trading Company buck naked underwear. No pinch, no sweat. That dude dancing on the pole in the commercial. I, whatever it is, we need it. Um, help out the Helping Up Mission tonight, 6 to 8 p.m. Please stop by with your toiletries, your underwear, and uh, we're going to take them over on Wednesday. Also, I need to thank uh, our buddy Simon Habdemarium. He chipped in another couple hundred bucks, so we are up to, I believe, $3,500 that we'll be spending on toiletries and underwear today at the Target White Marsh. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for all that. Please come out uh, tonight to Glory Days Grill between 6 and 8. 
She is the NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard, 105.7 The Fan, Baltimore Game Day Uncensored Post Game Show and Winning Drive. What's going on, Rita? How are you, my friends? Good morning. How you doing? I'm all right. I, like, I, yesterday was so pleasant to not have to think about the Ravens for 24 hours and to just do other things. And then I came back in here Man. to do this show this morning. I'm like, damn it. I got I to gotta talk about the Ravens again. That's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you thought you had your little break, and then you remembered you had to go back. Right? It really. I'm telling you, like my, my my internal psyche. The moment this morning where I remembered, like, ah, oh, crap, we got to do slaps of the helmet. We got like we got to talk about the. I got to write about the Ravens again. God, it's so much fun for just one day to not have to do that. Man. Yeah. Oh, I know. Did you rough. enjoy your day? Your, did you enjoy your had Sunday? A lovely. Thank you. I had a lovely Sunday, Rita. We took the kids down to the National Harbor. They uh they they got on the, the the fake tubing hill they set up at uh, the Gaylord. They they saw the the ice and then uh, we took them to the ballpark to do Enchant. It was a lovely Christmassy day that we spent with the kids. I told the story on Facebook. Uh, my favorite part of the day had to be when my five year old sprung on us right when we got to the parking garage at the baseball stadium that he needed to pee. And we didn't know how long it would take us to get in, so we decided to let him pee in a coffee cup that was in the car. And, oh my god. And then that coffee cup was placed on the hood of the car for a minute just as we were getting everybody dressed to go into the ballpark and it proceeded to fall over, spill everywhere including on Ew! my hand. It was a great day. Oh! Just a perfect oh my god. perfect day. Perfect perfect. God, I love being a parent. I can't tell you oh how much I love being a parent. Ah, speaking of urinating all over yourselves, Rita, let's talk about the Ravens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you so, won one this morning. So you and I ended up in a similar place. Now, I know that you've been a little bit more aggressive than I have in terms of Greg Roman, but for the most part, you and I have kind of been in lockstep, which has been, yes. you know, you guys cannot like him and we can question a lot of things, but what you can't question is the results. And the results are what matters. And so for the most part, you and I have been in the place of, hey, it's it's probably going to end up coming to a to a coming to a head. But the truth is, there's been no real true justification for like firing in the middle of the season, because, again, until recently, the results were really good. Um, Post by the results have largely not been so good. And now the rubber kind of meets the road with what we saw you and I watching it together on Saturday. Like what? What the hell is happening? Why are they pretending like there's three minutes to go in this game? What Have I lost my mind? And you and I are now both in agreement that, like, if today John Harbaugh announced, hey, we're going to do something else, we'd be completely good with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we're forced to do that at this point, Glenn. I mean, I think you and I both agreed. Like, I, I, Because even if this happens, I, I don't know what Harbaugh is going to talk about at 3.30. He could talk about nothing. He could talk about Calais Campbell and Marcus Peters and what's going on with their injuries. However, if he says that they're doing something different, I don't know what that means. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, in terms of, like, what is the expectation if the outcome of today is we're not letting Greg Roman call the plays anymore? What is the expectation? And so I know that people um, keep using previous examples of what the Ravens did when they, you know, fired offensive coordinators in the season with Jim Foss. So that, and again, I tweeted this to you. I believe that when we talked about this on the show, that was the, that was who uh, I yes, referred right. to when I kept saying, because right. he got fired in October. 
and um, and that and that that's the year that the Ravens went thirteen and three. So Brian Billick takes over for the play calling after Jim Fossil leaves. Um, and in twenty twelve, when they fired Cam Cameron, Jim Caldwell takes over. So these are two people that had experience at play calling, right? Brian Billick, we know what he did in Minnesota, and obviously Jim Caldwell, we knew what his resume was as well. So if you drop Greg Roman, what is it? What is your expectation? Who is it that you're asking to be promoted, and what are you expecting from a guy? Because the, the whoever's going to be promoted in house, to my knowledge, doesn't have the same caliber of experience as Billick and Jim Caldwell when they took over the play calling. So what is your expectation? And if that person fails to exceed or reach an expectation that you somehow created, I mean, who's at fault for that? Yeah, to your point, the, you pro- what the, I'm the problems are still the problems, right? Like the, right. somebody else calling the plays can't make Deshaun Jackson an NFL wide receiver in 2022. Like that's not – it's unreasonable to think that. And I, I said this earlier. I think you and I kind of talked about it on Saturday – Whatever you'd be doing, you'd still be kind of forced to run Greg Roman's offense, and you don't have the horses to do something else. They, this yeah. is this is what happens when you build a team with no wide receivers. You you can only do one thing. So yeah, they could have Greg Roman not call the players. They could fire him. They could do whatever you want to do. But essentially, you'd have to say to whoever that person is, and I know everybody keeps bringing up T. Martin, who remember was stripped of his play calling responsibilities at USC because things were going so well. Um, yeah, so, so you want the dude that got stripped in college to come into the NFL and do something? And by, and, and by it's the, not I'm, funny. I'm and not I'm not even saying no any longer. Like I'm, I'm saying I get it. Like it. I'm just making the point. What is the what is the expectation that you have right. once Greg Roman is relieved of his duties? And I think that at this point in the season, your expectations need to be realistic. The problem is. No, when I'm reading things on social media, the expectations are not realistic. That is my problem. And so I, I'm not suggesting that Greg Roman shouldn't be shouldn't be relieved of his duties. Let me be clear, right? I think that what he did on Saturday is a fireball offense. Yes. I'm saying that you have to be prepared that the dude that sets up for Greg Roman is not going to be the dude that you think is better than Greg Roman. That, that's all I'm literally all I'm saying. Do I think I could call plays better than Greg Roman? Sure. It's easy for me to say that on the phone with you, Glenn. I can say that to anybody. I don't run. I don't. I don't. You know, coach. So, so you know, that's the thing. You have to be realistic about if that's what's going to happen. That your expectations are potentially not met in 2022, and that you have to look forward to 2023 in that regard. All a while they are essentially going to win uh, a, a spot for the playoffs because if they win on Sunday and the Jets lose to the Jaguars, which is very possible because the Jets have looked really good, they win a playoff berth. So you're do- we're doing all of this in the middle of potentially making a playoff berth. It's got to be realistic. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Rita, uh, the NFL chicks, Rita Hubbard is with us here on GCR. Um I'm in agreement, and it's a twofold, right? It's a, this is why I don't think that anything like this happens until after the season is over. I just think from a practical standpoint, it ends up not making sense. I'll say I think it's a non-zero, because I do think that sometimes things are so bad that it requires someone. Like, it wouldn't surprise me at all if if that was so ugly on Saturday and the way it happened that Steve Bishotti walked in and said, dude, what the F? Like, what? 
what what was that? And somebody says, all right. I you mean, know, he should. You know, you're right. He should. You're right. You're right. We, we can't do that. Even with a backup quarterback who played poorly, like even with no wide receivers, like somehow you got to do better than that and you can't run the ball three straight times on second and four with ten minutes to play. Just I'll never, I'll never get over that. So I, I'm not. I think it's a non-zero, but I'd still be surprised. I don't think it's as good as fifty-fifty. I think it's like a, yeah. like a ten to fifteen type percent type of chance. And to your point, I think it's something they're going to address at the end of the year, more likely than that. And that goes into a far bigger conversation that you and I have had about, you know, the future of the offense and and how they value the wide receiver position and. You know, is everybody on board with going a different route entirely? And, you know, that's a, that's a big picture thing they'll have to deal with when they get to that point. Um, yep. in, in the meantime, they still have to play more football games. And to your point, there's still a near guarantee to make the playoffs. It's still quite possible that they beat the Falcons next week and beat the Steelers at home, and they play in a game for the AFC North title in Week 18. It's just that none of us have any faith at all that they would be capable of going and winning in Cincinnati. But Lamar Jackson, of course, is capable of being a great equalizer in all of this. Like, there's always the scenario where Lamar Jackson just becomes Superman again when he gets back out on the football field and. You know, there are things that that dude can do that not other humans can do. Correct. But that's what we're down to at this point, right? Like, okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know. I, look, I, you said everything perfectly. I don't know if you wanted me to, uh, to to add on to that. I mean, you did. I mean, like, that's, look, whatever happens here depends on Lamar's availability, right? And so, I mean, I, I, it doesn't matter. Look, it appears that they, they like to run a little bit more when Lamar is there because Lamar obviously is dynamic in that regard. Um, but ultimately, I mean, I just, it, it, it's crazy how you could be so dysfunctional and yet right. still be in Nine and five. position to go to the playoffs. Right. Which is the like, funny part to me about people they're, that... They're not going to have a losing season. Let's, right. let's start there. Right. They lose out. They're going to end the season nine and eight. So right. it doesn't... Like, like, you, the way that you see people and hear people talk about the Ravens, it's almost like that they're like going to be, they were like going to be three and 14 or, or five and, 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 and 12, like that they were like horrendously bad. And look, I'm not saying that they're not, I'm not saying that they don't, that they're not good in some places. I mean, they, they are not right. Mm-hmm. However, it's, it's crazy. It says a lot about the organization, but it also says a lot about the parody of the NFL that it allows you to be mediocre and spot and still be in a position to advance to potentially get yourself at a chance for the Super Bowl. So, you know, does Lamar change a lot of this stuff when if he comes back this season? Yes. Does it still mask the issues? Because Lamar got his own issues that he's has, he has to work through. You know what I mean? Not wanting to throw passes in the flat. Yep. Not you know, those things that times are where he probably should be running and hasn't been running this season, you know. Yeah, yeah. oh, and that's another thing, you know, him not him not wanting to run, him taking unnecessary sacks as well. So, you know, there's still going to be issues when he comes back, but I, I think that we can all agree that, you know, it feels like at least they look like they could score touchdowns, even though they weren't doing a ton of that in the last few weeks prior to his, um, his injury. They were still doing it. They were still doing it. Mm-hmm. Kinda. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> kind of. Like, <laughs> they weren't I mean, doing a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, look, I don't know what to expect. That's what I'm saying. Like, I hope that people, whatever happens, whether he is relieved of his calling, play calling duties, whether he's not, 
the expectations at this point just need to be realistic. And, you know, I think it's probably safe to say that, look, losing the AFC North, first of all, the Bengals are the better team. Sorry. I mean, let's just put that out there and admit the truth. But also, I think that it's safe to say that when you start looking at the matchups that they have, and at the current place that the Ravens were, well, before the Bengals made the, the switch, they were um, the third seed, and they were going to play the sixth seed, which was the Dolphins. Well, now they're in a position where they potentially play the Titans in Tennessee. To me, that's a more favorable matchup. Would you feel the same so, way? If, would you feel the same way if Jacksonville ends up winning the South? Mm, no. Yeah. I, I mean, but, but I wouldn't. But then neither. But I still feel the same way. I, I mean, I still feel like potentially that's a better matchup than Miami because I don't know what the secondary is going to do uh, about do i think that it would be better do i think that they would have a huge collapse like that no but we have to also be realistic that that uh, that the offense hasn't played as well as they did back in week two either so that's why i'm like i mean it's, it's a slight better matchup but it ain't by much i, I i'm not interested in seeing Jalen waddle and uh tyree hill unless it's like in some afc championship game quite frankly that's where i stand with that so, you know, I'd much rather play against Zay Jones. I'm sorry. Not, even though you. Zay Jones had a day, yeah, I mean, even though he had a day, he's been a monster. I'd still much rather play against Zay Jones. I, I hear you. Care. I hear you. I'm not – on paper, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I don't know. At home against Miami, on the road against Jacksonville, I – you know, it's it's only a slight lean if there is a lean at that point. I do agree with you that Tennessee is the I team think, that everybody I think that I'm dealing with I'm dealing with some, um, I, I'm some, some shell shock, though. You know, we did right. this already. Right, correct. You know, we, saw, we saw how it went. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> you don't really want to go oh, through that again. Yeah. <laughs> other than that, Merry Christmas, right? Like, yeah. Other than No, and that, it's not Merry Christmas, Glenn. I logged into my bank account this morning, you know, and um, I don't know who I think I am. I have no <laughs> idea who I think I am. Uh, I am not El Chapo. I am not related to El Chapo, but let's tell you something. I don't know where my money went, but Christmas needs to get out of my face. It's weird because okay? I, I couldn't understand why Rita wanted to come in and work the 6 to 9 a.m. shift on Friday morning. And now I realize she just, yeah, needs, you she just needs the money. That's all it is. She I don't understand what's going on. Money. Uh, Reed and I are going to be hosting Friday morning over on 105.7 The Fan uh, from 6 to 9 a.m. So we want you to join us for that. There's uh, there's rumors that maybe you might see Rita again over here at some point this week. Just some some rumors <laughs> in the, rumors in the streets that maybe rumors there, the there might be a, another. I just I you're the one that normally has your ear to the streets. I happened to get something from the streets this week that said there might be another Rita appearance at some point this week. That's all. Mm -hmm. That's all I heard. Okay. Uh, at the at the NFL chick gridiron gals and of course also winning drive with she and Cordell. Love you, friend. Uh, we will definitely see you on Friday. Hopefully see you before then, all right? It's... Yes, sir. Hopefully see you soon. If not, I'll see you Friday. Sounds good. All right, friend. Appreciate you. All right. The NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard, with us here on GCR. Today's show also brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Save $100 when you use the code TAILGATE. GinsuGrills.com. And, of course, the Ravens are back home this Sunday. That mean right? Yes, it's this Sunday. All of a sudden, I panicked Saturday, about this. Saturday. Saturday. Yes, thank yes. you. Exactly right, because it's uh, Christmas Eve. Saturday. 
So you can come join Pressbox and Ginsu Grills at the Game Day Firehouse, 1202 Ridgely Street, just west of the stadium. Sample some cooking. Register to win your own Ginsu Kamado Grill and $500 worth of grilling meats. Again, use the code TAILGATE. Save $100. GinsuGrills.com. Let's recap picks for the week. Let's find out because on Wednesday, somebody, or maybe somebody's, going to have to be guzzling some eggnog. And I don't believe it's going to be your pal. I think your pal managed to avoid that one this time around. Yeah, you got lucky. I got lucky. Well, in some instances, you could argue I did. But yeah, you we'll, did. We'll I mean, talk about uh, it. That's how picks work, Griffin. Are you new here? Games this weekend, I mean. Stop. Settle down. All right, uh, let's go over it. Picks Recap brought to you by your Baltimore area Chick-fil-A restaurants. If you're looking for a simple holiday meal, try Chick-fil-A catering. From nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options. Size perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app. Bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. So we dealt Carson tri-weekly into our side bet this week, but it was only four of us, correct? It was the three of us and John Proctor who were in for yes. the side bet, yeah. correct? Yeah, that is correct. All right. Um, let's go over it. Started on Thursday night, Seattle, San Francisco. I was I was iffy on this one just because of the Thursday night road thing. And it's not like San Francisco played their best game of the year, but it was never really all that in doubt as San Francisco won that one, 21 to 13. Only Griffin and Andrew Stetka were on Seattle. Yeah, and Carson. Carson was on. Oh, Carson. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're gonna have to remind me because I don't I have it in front of me who Carson was on. So you guys, you're you're on fine footing. So uh, even. I, by the way, I'll get it out of the way. I didn't lose. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Get it out good of the for way. Good job. Hang on a second. So Glenn's got one. Proctor has one. The two of you have zero. Correct. All yes. right. All right. Next, Miami and Buffalo on Saturday. After the mess, and after, by the way, one of the wildest games in football history on mm. Saturday afternoon, um, Miami and Buffalo, and I could tell there was great consternation amongst betters because there was an awful lot of angst towards Devin Singletary going down when he could have scored a touchdown. There is no debate about what the correct thing to do was. It's It's hilarious how people are like, yeah, but it, it was it was snowing, so like, you know, there was some risk there. They were right in front of the goalposts, middle of the field. And they got the entire team out there to shovel the snow, correct? To wipe the snow. It was yeah, it was fine. The mistake is letting the other team get the ball. A team with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. It's I, I like I can't <laughs> believe. I get it. I think a lot of people that were doing this on Twitter on Saturday night were people that had bet on the game. And so they were very frustrated by it. Yeah, so that being said, he should have gone in. Yeah, correct. <laughs> no. By football, I don't know why we're still struggling with this. When you have the opportunity to make sure the other team doesn't get the ball, you always do that. Now, again, playing for a long field goal, very debatable. If you're talking about playing for Harrison Butker from 50 yards, mistake. But when you're talking about the difference between a 20-yard field goal and giving the other team the ball back, there's no debate. There's no question as to what you should do in that situation. You always do that thing. Um, Griffin, however, wishes that that wouldn't have been the case mm -hmm. because Griffin could have used the push. So did, so, so did Carson. Oh, boy. Oh, you guys are <laughs> off yeah, to a I got off start. to a terrible start. Proctor and I both 
we're on Miami. So we are uh, we're creating a little bit good, of difference. Good for you guys. Uh, Kyle Ottenheimer and Andrew Stecka were with you on Buffalo. Remember when it was fun, like Andrew Stecka was getting back into the race? <laughs> Remember that? Hey. Um, Dallas and Jacksonville on Sunday. God. A lot of people kind of ignoring how well Jacksonville had been playing. And I get it to some extent. And, I, you know, it's not like this was a confident pick for me. This was nothing more than it's a home team playing well that's getting four and a half points. I'll, I'll ride with that. And that ended up being very smart. However, it was just myself and Paul Valley that were on that one. So everybody else misses out. I go ahead. I got three. Uh, Proctor has two. Both of you still. I think you're going to get on the scoreboard at some point. I think you're. Carson, you did have uh, <laughs> yeah, Dallas. Yeah, I had Dallas, Dallas, Dallas as well. Yeah. Of course, Jacksonville winning on an interception return for a touchdown in overtime, 40 to 34. Um, not exactly the thriller that some of us thought it could be between Detroit and New Jer- and, and the Jets. It was cl- <laughs> the New Jersey Jets. Yeah, the New Jersey Jets. <laughs> Clunky game, like just not a lot happening there. Um, Detroit wins. Zach Wilson reminds everybody he's not going to be an NFL quarterback. It's just not a thing. There's no there there. I guess they should get Mike White back because they're still in the throws, obviously, of the playoff race. Um, Griffin finally gets on yeah. the board. Carson had the Jets. I'm I'm still <laughs> oh boy still oh not. boy oh boy, uh, Proctor and I both had that one as well. So that's that's good. That's yeah, good yeah, for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. So I guess the moral Al- of the story almost, is almost clinched by now. But if I hadn't, the next one will. I guess look at my picks and fade fade me on. Yeah, pick. Carson, not a great week. New England and Vegas proves to be the story of the week in football. I somebody would say you feel good about this one. I mean. The game was going to go to overtime anyway. It was going to be a crapshoot. Like, the Raiders very well could have still covered. But this is my first lone wolf of the win, uh, win of the year. Wow. You did have Carson with you. Carson was oh, Carson with was with me, uh, too? Yeah. Oh, congratulations, Carson. Thank you. You're, You're on the board. I'm on the board. You're on the board. Took you a little while, but you got on the board. Um, yeah, I, everybody saw it clearly. Just an insane decision. Um, I, I do love – I don't know who originated Pitchy Pitchy Woo Woo. I know Scott Van Pelt says it all the time. And I've always enjoyed it. It's the when you get to the end of the game and you sort of toss the ball around. But yes, as everybody pointed out, you do that when you're trailing, when you're going to lose you the have game. No choice. Yeah. The first pitch from Stevenson, I guess I could understand yeah. that. Like you're hoping there's somebody that's kind of uncovered. And it and worked out. It fell right into his teammate's hand. It fell right. Yeah, in. but he was there was nowhere for him to yes, go. Yeah. Like yeah. it and was. And like Kobe Myers just sprinted backwards. What in the world was going on there? I have no earthly idea. Now, again, even in that scenario, you're still not expecting that you're going to be straight intercepted. Was it was it Mac Jones who was standing back there? It was Mac Jones and Chandler Jones. Just, <laughs> just pounded into the ground by Chandler Jones. New England also has a bad relationship with the last. Yeah, because it was the Rob Gronkowski with. playing safety play against yeah, Miami. Like you got to know that. Yeah, not That play never great. works out for you no matter what side not you're on. Not great. Uh, Vegas wins 30-24. to 24. Also some controversy. I don't remember who scored. Who scored the touchdown that tied the game up? Oh, Cole. The guy that used to be a Jaguar. No, Keelan, yeah, Cole. Keelan Cole. Keelan um, Cole. Who, like, if you look at it on replay, you're like, I don't know. Like, the second foot might have been out of bounds. Not sure, um, but not the way that this works. Vegas gets the win, and myself and Carson get that point. So I'm now now comfortable. I'm five for five so far. Unfortunately, this one would end it, but not with a loss, with a push. Push as uh, Tennessee. I believe we said this feels very pushy, Um, and 
I understood all the picks all the way around on the Chargers Titans game. I, I thought it would be a more entertaining game than it was. Seventeen yeah. fourteen, just kind of a snoozer. But the Chargers win on a last second field goal. So no, nobody gets a point there, but we just kind of throw it out. It was a push. Cincinnati Tampa for a little while looked like it was going to be very helpful for Raven for the Ravens. It looked like Tampa was game for the challenge. Right up until they gave up 31 second half points. <laughs> Holy Just hell. Turn, turnover, turnover, turnover. God. I mean, it's, well, they had like five straight turnovers on It was terrible. Was like something like Imagine that. being a New England fan right now and like pinning your hopes on the idea that Tom Brady would be willing to come back next year. He can't play anymore. It's over. I mean, there's one point in the game where Cincinnati's got 270 total yards and like 30-something points. It's just, just brutal. You play on the short field, man. Uh, 34-23, the Bengals win. KZ was on Tampa. John Proctor was on Tampa, which was good news for so me. So was Carson. And Carson was on Tampa. It was great for so me. At, at, that, at that point, it was Griffin gets a point, and I get another point. Now, we move to the Giants and the Commanders. And look, I stayed up, watched the end of that game as well, and I, I have I have no idea what to make of the Terry McLaurin thing. Like he says, it it does it looks to be exactly the way that they explained it to be. It looks brutal. The one after that is the pass interference thing is is utterly brutal. Yeah, that's that's the worst because it goes back to what happened in the the Rams Saints game that the NFL obsessed over fixing for four months and can't fix. They obsessed over it, came up with the worst idea possible, despite what everyone told them they should do. That terrible idea failed miserably, of course, which was make replay or make interference reviewable and ask these officials to be like, gee, gosh, golly, I don't know. I'm gonna, they're never going to do it. They were never going to overturn their own interference calls. It was never going to happen. So that's it. The NFL just gives up. Well, we, we tried. Instead, we're just going to have to look like giant horses' asses when this happens again. Until and it happens in the NFC Championship again. Correct. Or, again. Yeah. And it happened at the end of the game last night, and they look like giant horses', giant horses asses. It's embarrassing. I mean, it's pathetic. But as a Giants better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Carson had the Giants. Oh! I, I had the commies. Oh, so. boy. Oh, so boy. Yeah, we did tie. Oh, my. Oh, my. Uh, Me, oh, my. Proctor had the Giants. So Proctor's safe. Proctor gets... Four points on the week. He's he's good. We got to make him suck. We got to do something. Four and four. So well, he's no longer in first place in for the year, so he's got that going for us. We gotta, uh, we we'll talk about yeah. it. There might be a an adi- there, we, we might have a little addition to what we're doing on Thursday. We'll okay. talk about it. <laughs> um, I had a good week. Seven one. Se- really seven one and one if you want to call it that with the push. But seven and one is what it goes down as in the books. Great week for your boy. Erases the taste of the one and eight week that I had a couple of weeks ago. After going seven and one, this I guess we didn't even mention everybody was on the Ravens. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's the one. That right? That's one. the one is everyone was on the Ravens, and of course they failed. So that was great news for me. I'm now at top of the table. John Proctor a game back, so a, a good fight right there. A little bit of separation now between the middle of the pack. Uh, Paul Valley four games back. Ken Zalis two and six week. Griffin two and six week. Kyle Ottenheimer three and five week. All five games back. Andrew Stecka also had a two and six week. He went back to being Andrew Stecka. He's twelve games back and seven games back of being Vice Worm. It's not good for Andrew Stecka again at fifty six and eighty one on the year. So that's that in our race for the cash at the top and to avoid being the worm, eating the worm burger, doing the worm, the stink face, dressing up like Dennis Rodman, the whole thing. 
But for more immediate impact, we have ourselves an old-fashioned sister kissing here. We got ourselves the old two-two. It's like so nine. So it's like ninety, game, 90 right? minutes between France and Argentina is what we've got here. Two-two. And you know what they say? A tie is like pounding some eggnog. That's what they say. That's what they say. I've been saying it for years. I don't think I've heard that. I don't know. I've been saying it for years. It's a commonly held phrase. So, boys, get your drinking shoes on. No booze, though. You're not allowed to mix it with booze. On Wednesday morning, and we decided against actually shotgunning the eggnogs because we found out that it sends people to the hospital. (laughs) You can be a health concern. And and by the way, I'm willing to bet Carson has no insurance. Oh, no, you're probably still on your parents' insurance. You're you're probably still My dad's actually an insurance agent. Oh, you're you're good. No problem. Not our problem. Yeah, Griffin might still be on his parents' insurance as well now that I think about it. You guys are young. You might still be all right at this point. Um... You're both going to have to consume a pint's worth of eggnog on Wednesday. So enjoy. You'll have the entire show to do it. Tasty. No, right? It's not. I don't Bring it care. on. That, did Bring you like on. eggnog? I actually do. Oh, I had a glass, I had a glass yesterday. You, psychopath. Oh, God. All right. They, uh, the, both the boys will be in here on Wednesday morning consuming a pint's worth of eggnog. So we will have that on Wednesday's show. Today's show also brought to you by UMBC Basketball coming up January 1st. The big one, the big, I believe they call it the granddaddy of them all. Everybody knows. On January 1st, they play the granddaddy of them all, which is, of course, the matchup between UMBC and Vermont at the peak Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena. Rematch of the America East Championship game from a year ago. Two likely top teams in the America East again this year. You're going to want to be there for a great game in Catonsville. Get your tickets right now, umbcretrievers.com. Let's get back to some Ravens talk because we have to. Joining us now, this man was in chilly Cleveland on Saturday watching the Ravens lose to the Browns 13-3. He is our friend Steve Weish, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Steve, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Happy holidays to you. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. No, absolutely. Thanks for having me on, and I hope all is well with you. Well, Steve, it's funny you bring that up. In life, everything is great. Kids are healthy, getting ready for the holiday. But in football terms, probably could have gone without the Ravens scoring three points in a big divisional matchup at the end of the year. Um, you're, you're, you know, I just want to get your sense because, as you'll imagine, there's a lot of consternation in town. Of course, the Ravens are playing without Lamar Jackson, and that makes things difficult. And Tyler Huntley, I, I think maybe, I think there was some world in which people thought that Tyler Huntley could be like a surprise. You know, this guy could be a starter, and I think the bloom might be coming off that rose a little bit, but. Even by those standards, this was a disappointing performance, particularly because it didn't seem like it had to be this way. You were you were having such success on the ground in this game against a bad run defense. Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins averaging over eight yards per carry, and for some reason, that just wasn't sustained. What did you make of what you saw in the play-calling department on Saturday, Steve? Yeah, I mean... I didn't have as much of a problem with it because, you know, the Browns were doing some things up front. I mean, even though you saw some of the explosive runs by Dobbins and Edwards, they weren't happening over and over. I mean, there were some negative plays. 
And part of it is because they didn't respect the run threat of Snoop Huntley like you have to do with Lamar Jackson. So they're able to scheme things up um, a little differently. I thought the Ravens probably could have gone with some heavier personnel and pounded them a little bit more because the Browns linebackers are small. Um, But I think it was just a case of, you know, them just not being able to get in any type of consistent rhythm um, offensively, whether you want to call it the play calling, whether you just want to say they couldn't really hit, you know, I mean, DuVernay dropped a couple passes. I mean, there just wasn't really much of a bounce to what they were doing consistently offensively. And on the flip side, you know, the Browns were able to sustain some drives to disrupt that off to flow even more. And that's the funny thing about the game on the whole, Steve. It felt like it was a game where the teams, you know, statistically they're quite even. But in the margins, you know, one team converted on fourth down, one team didn't convert on fourth down, right? To your point. Right. Um, you know, it's not just Duvernay, and he, of course, had a, a, a kind of a mess of a day in, in special teams. But you got Justin Tucker right. missing kicks, which never happens in the world. Like, you never see that in a million years. It, 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 it was sort of a Murphy's Law type of day. For all of the issues that you have in the game itself, it just sort of felt like a whatever could go wrong will go wrong type of day. It really did. And when you saw Justin Tucker miss that kick, it was kind of like, uh-oh. You know, this is one of those division games where you can't make a mistake. Like, you have to really hit on everything you do. And before the game, John Harbaugh was talking about that. Like, you know, this is going to be a really tough game. You know, we, we've got to really be, you know, on our screws and not have any types of mistakes. And again, from the special teams, you know, Duvernay, my God, he just couldn't—he could not hold on to the ball at any opportunity. Um, and then Tucker, you know, having the one block and then the one miss, you just kind of knew, like, yeah, this isn't going to be their day. Yeah, Steve Weish, NFL Network, he's with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Steve, is is the return of Lamar Jackson enough to fix this team? Like, is is it enough? You know, obviously it's not just one game. The Steelers game was fairly good, but coming out of the bye, this has just not been the same team. They have not clicked offensively since going back to those couple of games against New Orleans and Tampa before the bye. Um, is is the return of Lamar Jackson enough alone to fix this team and make them a contender again in the AFC? I, I would say yes. I, I would because, you know, the one thing you've seen the past two games is the run game getting going. You know, the offensive line is playing a little bit better. Dobbins seems to have a little bit of a pop, even though he's frustrated that he can't break out the long run after hitting the 10-yarder because um, that knee is just not yeah. all the way back. But I just think with Lamar back, it opens things up. You get Mark Andrews going again. Um, they still have issues out wide. I mean, it, it's just it's a consistent theme, and, and the Ravens know it. Um, but, <clears throat> again, just getting him back – Makes defenses strategize, <clears throat> excuse me, a certain way, and and it'll open things up. I, it's enough to get them to the playoffs. I think the way the Bengals are playing, they win the division. But with what happened yesterday, with everybody else losing in the AFC, like the Patriots oh, yeah. and the Jets, it opens the Ravens. Um, can they do damage once they get there? I just don't know if they can rock with Buffalo or Kansas City or Cincinnati in that regard. But, yeah, Lamar could make them, a, you know, a playoff team. It, it feels to me, to your point, and, and by the way, the, you know, we still don't know the extent of Calais Campbell's injury, and that's significant. We saw how much easier it was for yep. Nick Chubb when Campbell was off the field on Saturday night, and we still don't know the extent of Marcus Peters' injury. And I get that Marcus Peters hasn't had a great season, but still, you'd rather have him out there than not. 
Um, but that being said, it, it, if there's a path, it feels like it kind of is to what you need Lamar to Jackson to be Superman. You need to be able to keep running the ball exactly as well as you run the ball. Maybe J.K. Dobbins finds that next gear that you're talking about again, and the defense has to continue to be brilliant. And even even with all that, it still feels like you know it's 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 you're giving yourself a chance, but you don't know if you feel great about it, right? It just feels like it's such a a minimal margin for error at this point for them to have any chance against those top dogs in the AFC that we were just talking about. It's, 100% because those top dogs can put points on the board. Yep. Right? Kansas City can score. Buffalo can score. Miami can score. <clears throat> you know, it's Cincinnati can score. And it's amazing league-wide how many teams can't get the ball in the end zone this year. It, it is staggering at how poor some teams are in the red zone, you know, and, and, and how they just can't put up points. And that's going to be the big difference in the playoffs. Can defenses be good enough? to play like the Ravens play and hold down a Kansas City or Buffalo or Cincinnati or Miami to 20 points to give themselves a chance. And, and that, that is really asking a lot of that defense. It can. I mean, we've seen it. But to do it, you know, once, okay. Twice, who knows, three times, all right, then you're going back to the Super Bowl Ravens defenses, um, which I'm not quite sure this team is right now. Steve Weish with us here on GCR from NFL Network. Steve, is the bigger lesson that we've learned out of the bye, and, and you know, again, to say we've learned it, I think most of people expected it, but post-Rashad Bateman in particular, that this, this offense hasn't been nearly the same. We remember what it looked like for the first month of the season. They were humming along. Yep. Lamar was looking like an MVP candidate at that point of the year. Is the lesson really more of a – you just can't build a roster that's predicated on one wide receiver. Like you, it's all you built a house of cards. It's always going to fall, no matter what you do. Otherwise, even if you're gonna have a Greg Roman run first offense, you have to have more capable wide receivers on the field. They don't have necessarily have to be wide receivers, but more capable receivers, right? Because, like, look at what the Forty Niners. Are doing right. They've got That's a third-string quarterback, sure. sure. Right. They have a third-string quarterback, but they do have threats at every skill position: tight end, running back, wide receiver. Baltimore wants to be a, a run-heavy offense like the 49ers, but do all those running backs have the receiving skills like the Niners' running backs do? Right. We know their tight ends have the receiving skills, but you know when you have a Debo Samuel and a Brandon IU, right, that helps. So the versatility of what they have at the skill position might be something that could impede them with a quarterback like Lamar. At the same time, you've got to get wide receivers who want to buy in and know that they're going to be blocking 60% of the time, if not more. And ain't too many wide receivers out there in the world who are going to love that idea. So that's the conundrum the Ravens are going to continue to be in, um, building their offense around a dynamic player like Lamar. Pretty remarkable that Lamar, you know, was actually struggling a little bit. Then he goes out, and maybe it just makes – maybe it, it, you can add another zero to his bank account because of it, right? Like, you just look at this, and you're like, yeah, this is the reason why the dude is asking for guaranteed money because what are you without Lamar Jackson? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's staggering to me. It's a, it's a reminder. But, but, Glenn, that's the way they built this team. Yeah. I mean, they knew they had a special quarterback with a special skill set, so they built everything around that. So, again, that's where, like you're saying, he understands his value because they all of a sudden can't go get a drop-back quarterback 
and not have to remake this offense. That's, that's true. It's all true. There's no doubt about it, and um, they are where they are because of it. And I, yeesh, yeesh, yeesh. It is, it is messy, Steve Weish. It is a messy situation to be in. There's a lot of, there's a lot of organizations. That I know, I know. That's true. Right yes, that's it's true. Not, that is not that bad. You, you just have a high standard, as as you should, because of the success the Ravens have been able to sustain. I, I also think it feels kind of crossroady. I think that's that's the other part of this. You're you're of course correct about that. You're one thousand percent correct. But it also just sort of feels like a crossroads of, you know, offensive philosophy. Is that going to work? Can you win a championship that way? If if it's about offensive philosophy, then is it simply about changing coordinators or? Do the le- are there leaders in the organization that say, you know, this is the way that we do things. We don't really want to do things differently than that. And then, of course, you know, the Lamar Jackson situation, right, which is looming over the entirety of the organization. It's You're 100% correct to say, God, there are so many places where they would rather be this. But at the same time, it feels like there's a lot of significant questions that kind of need to be addressed if the Ravens don't put together some sort of magical run here at the end of the season. Well, I mean, that's, that's obviously true because you also have some veterans on this team who probably aren't going to be there next year. Guys like Calais Campbell or someone like a Marcus Peters. I mean, there's going to be some type of turnover. But, again, you are committed to this guy. I mean, you're not going to let him go. I, I can't and imagine. And then think you're going to go out. Yeah, and then all of a sudden go out and find the next Joe Burrow. It's not going to happen. It is weird, though, Steve, because so, like, if, if it is a hard line, right? Like, if fully guaranteed is a hard line, I still keep saying I don't know where you go from there, right? Like, I don't know who budges. It's easy for me to say it should be the Ravens that budge. You, you, you're you setting yourself up for pain. Imagine if you if you fight so hard about fully guaranteed that you put a tag on Lamar Jackson, and that costs you the ability to sign Roquan Smith, who's been, you know, a revelation since he arrived. Like, yes. I, there is this weird, like, I don't know how this works. And to me, the answer is, hey, it ain't my money. It, it's it's go ahead and capitulate. Give the man fully guaranteed if that's what it takes in order to get this done. Because who cares if you get stink-eyed at owner's meetings? The bigger problem is not having a quarterback. <laughs> well, I mean, there's that. There's that. But <clears throat> also, owners, boy, do they hate. I know. That's. Setting other owners. I mean, you know, you heard Steve Bashotti after Jimmy Haslam guaranteed Deshaun Watson. Like, I really wish he would have done that. Yep. And now you've seen other quarterback deals where that didn't happen. So this looks more like an outlier. But that said, that's Lamar's wish. So, so and if you're going to build around him, that's it. So they are really in, you know, a really, really tough spot because they've got to go out and get him more skill weapons, right? right? You're not going to win. You're, you're just look at what happened to Aaron Rodgers, where he just took all the money, and they've got to let Devontae Adams go, right? They've got to do things like that. So now you're stuck. Whereas you know you see a guy like Patrick Mahomes, who structured his mega deal in a certain way, where they can add people. You lose Tyree Kill, but then you add other players that make the offense continue to work. So there's a lot, as we know, there's a lot of salary cap gymnastics that are going to have to happen here. But on top of that, there's just going to have to be some type of roster reconstruction, roster upgrade, and and probably some schematic changes as to where they've got to get some type of outside deep passing threat. I know they've tried it. They had it with Hollywood Brown. Yep. They've had it with other players. But they, they have got to be able to put up points when you've got Joe Burrow, who's going nowhere, Patrick Mahomes, who's going nowhere, and Josh Allen and Tua. Those guys aren't going anywhere. 
All things true. All things significantly true. All right. At Weish89 on Twitter is how you follow him. What does a holiday week look like for you, my friend? Where are we going to be seeing you? Where are you headed? What's the schedule like? My holiday week, I'll be in studio uh, in a couple hours on NFL Now, on NFL Network for the next few days. And then I'm going to be in sub-Arctic Pittsburgh Oosh. for the Raiders Steelers ah. Christmas Eve dandy. And we'll see if the Raiders can in any way. It's, it's the anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Right. I think that revisited itself yesterday against the Patriots I mean, to that, some degree. That, I don't know if we give Have we given that thing a name <laughs> yesterday? I mean, it's one of the most absurd things I've ever seen uh, in football history. Uh, uh, we can just call it the most bizarre thing ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, Steve Weiss, always appreciate you, my friend. Happy holidays to you, to your family. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. We really appreciate it. You got it. Thank you. It's Steve Weiss with us here on GCR after he was in Cleveland for Ravens Browns. Today's show also brought to you by your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. I mentioned earlier that's where Drew and I will be tonight. Of course, uh, uh, Griffin and Micah and I and Stan the Fan all went over on Friday. There was a, a really funny scene on Friday. We're at Glory Days Grill, and we all get our food, and we're getting ready to leave. And, um, of course, normally when you go out for lunch, nobody's getting dessert. But the, the, you know, the, the, the server always has to come by and ask if somebody wants dessert. And so I just sort of answer the table. I'm like, nah, I think we could just get a check. I think we're good. And then the server looks away, and I look at Griffin, and Griffin is making the saddest puppy dog face <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Can, I don't know if you can attempt to replicate it. I was like, and I looked at him, like, I'm like, Mike, Mike is laughing at me. It's like, I'm like, he oh, knows. <laughs> right. Griffin wanted the bourbon butter cake because because it's 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 so good. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's, it's so good. It's so good. And so I did feel bad at that point, actually, for a minute, that I had sent away the server when Griffin still wanted some bourbon butter cake. But um, there are more opportunities. You can come over tonight. You can get some bourbon yeah. butter cake while uh, we're hanging out with uh, Drew and I. I tell you what, if you come over tonight, Griffin, I will purchase a bourbon butter cake mm. for you with my right. American dollars. I know Stan, we were, we were uh, living on Stan's dime on Friday. <laughs> I will make that purchase for it's you. It's a little bit better out of tonight. Glenn's pocket. I think it should, right? <laughs> I think it should. Despite the fact that you lost the bet this week, I will still buy you the bourbon butter cake if you come by to hang out with us this evening. You got to bring some sort of toiletry. You got to right. bring a, you know, a stick of deodorant or something with got you. It, got it. But you do that, I bourbon butter cake on me, all right? All That's right. a promise. Uh, I get it. It's very good. I understand why Griffin was had such sad puppy dog eyes in that moment. Um, you know what else is good? The twisted ribs and wings combo, Meat the winter spinach salad, the citrus salmon, the mac and cheese bites, and they're all available right now. Glorydaysgrill.com. Get your order in. Enjoy the comfort classic menu. When we come back in, uh, Slaps and Jeremy Kahn on the way. Glenn Clark Radio. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The Baltimore County 
Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Need a last-minute gift for a kid in your life? How about a membership to the Retriever Kids Club? It includes free youth admission to all regular season UMBC home games, plus a t-shirt and a drawstring backpack. Membership is only $35. It's a great deal, makes a tremendous holiday gift visit umbcretrievers.com slash kids club for more info membership is for kids 12 and under the retriever kids club find out more umbcretrievers.com slash kids club the latest edition of press box is available now on the cover new maryland basketball coach kevin willard sits down with stan charles and glenn clark to discuss the situation he inherited in college park and how he plans to get the program turned around also inside we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players Players from all of the teams in the area. And Bo Smoka profiles Ravens receiver Devin DuVernay. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today join glenn at halftime of every ravens game for the project game day halftime show at facebook.com slash pressbox sports we apologize in advance there's not much we can do about his face all right back in here on gcr as we continue on a monday edition of the program reminder pressboxonline.com slash offers i don't know what the date's gonna be I don't know when you're just going to wake up one morning and all these offers are going to disappear. They're not telling us that. They're not saying, hey, you have until Jan 1 or you have until you know, the summer or something like that. I have no clue. What I do know is they are going to go away because we've talked enough to people in other states who let us know that that's the way that it works. There are plenty of states around the country where they have made it abundantly clear, hey, look, we, did, we went through this and for a while – Lots of great offers. And then suddenly, one day, they all just kind of went away. So you should take advantage of them before that occurs. So right now, go to pressboxonline.com slash offers. You can get $200 in free bets from DraftKings. After you place your first $5 bet or $1,000 in risk-free bets from BetMGM, time is limited to get the best offers from all of these sports books. So go to pressboxonline.com slash offers and sign up today. All right, uh, continue to get me your slaps. Everybody's struggling. If there was ever a week to change the rules, this would be the week to change the rules because it is. there are so many good options on offense and special teams 
and there's and coaching and there's really not many good options on defense even the one that's a good option had a good game he just it's one play that that stands out right like there's not at all a second good option defensively but rules are rules and they're they're all the way up there we're not tall enough to get up and change the rules so we have to we have no choice we're just stuck with playing by the rules continue to get me your slaps after we talk to jeremy Kahn. We'll do a slaps in the helmet again. You know the deal. Five Ravens, two must-be offensive players, and despite everything, two must-be defensive players. Fifth can be whatever you'd like, another offensive player, another defensive player, a special teams player or a coach, and I get it. I know that this would be the week where you'd like to have both a coach and at least one special teams player on the list. Some of you are already cheating and putting those two things together by using Devin Duvernay as an offensive player. I get it. It's not like he was good offensively, but... It's semi-cheating because you're also throwing in what he did special teams-wise in order to make the list. Just keep that in mind. We try not to cheat when we do these lists. We'll get to it here in a couple of minutes. Two things quickly before that. So I was down at uh, doing, doing the holiday stuff with the kids yesterday. And while I was there, I happened to notice they were selling the Bean Boozled Jelly Beans in the uh, little pop-up store that they had. So I went ahead and I purchased 25 bucks worth of Bean Boozled jelly beans. How many Bean Boozles is that? Eight packs. Oh, my. Eight packs Gosh. of jelly beans. So Thursday, we're doing this drinking show. <laughs> I have put John Proctor in charge of coming up with some sort of trivia contest mm, okay. that will involve us consuming. So I'm not drinking during this? Bean this Boozled. During the- I mean, I guess. Uh, I don't know yet what we're gonna. I know. You, I guess you don't want me to, so I can run the board. Yeah, I mean, like you have to be able to run the board. The yeah. bigger issue too is that, like, especially with the police being here, oh, okay. we, like, I'm, I'm, I'm we're you, taking, we're taking care of an Uber for Jeremy Khan. We're taking, like, we're doing things. Gotcha. For other, like, I'm just going to pass out on that couch. <laughs> That's how my day is going to go. Be prepared. If you happen to stop by Pressbox at 3.30 on Thursday afternoon, you're going to see a man drooling on a couch. That's the way it's going to go. I don't know. It's not like when Griffin last week showed up and I was laying on the couch but very much not asleep. I will be asleep sleep. (laughs) Apparently last year there was a moment where uh, uh, Leah, who runs our office, was like, it was 6 o'clock and I was leaving and I didn't know if I should wake you up or not. I was like, 6 o'clock? the hell the plan for thursday is that we're going to do weekend at bookies at 10 a.m then we'll start gcr at about 10 30 it gives jeremy time to get over here from after he has to do the morning show over on 105.7 the fan um david Boy, of course the legend himself oh i want crabs for, for christmas. christmas i can't believe that we got i i, I love my i don't even know if we're allowed to talk about it. we have a, a friend who coordinated this for me just fine. It's totally fine. I know David. I could have handled that, but it was fine. I appreciated the help. Who was like, would you want him to sing? Yeah! <laughs> yes! Yes! Definitely going to want him to sing. And we're all going to drunkenly sing along. Like, that's the way it's going to go on Thursday. Um, I did have one person who stepped up and made a nice donation uh, to come join us. I don't know if they're available, however, to come join us. So we could still use someone who wants to make a donation of size to be a part of the show. And Thursday, if you ever tuned in for one of our drinking shows, last year's was completely different because we just did the table read. This is this is more like a traditional drinking show where we're going to be playing games and we're going to be shooting the S. 
Um, I think Jeremy and I at one point might do a dick in the box duet. Maybe we might get into that. I'm trying to come up with some different concepts for the show on Thursday, but mostly it's just going to be wildly out of control. That's the way that we do things. So, yeah, if you want to come in and hang out for that, Jeremy will bring in the most disgusting booze you've ever tasted in your life. If you want to be a part of it, just need you to make some sort of donation to our Helping Up Mission Drive. Um, Glenn-Clark, uh, Glenn-Clark 180. It's Glenn-Clark on Venmo, Glenn-Clark 180 on PayPal. Uh, Dollar sign, Glenn-Clark Radio on Cash App. Even if the donation comes in after we do our shopping today, here's the good news. Uh, we can go purchase stuff anywhere, anytime. <laughs> like that's the we're gonna go do the bulk of it today at the Target because they're kindly making our money go a little bit further. So on top of the thirty five hundred bucks that you guys have donated, like they're gonna stretch that out for us a little bit further. It'll probably be closer to like four thousand dollars worth of stuff that we'll end up getting. And they've been wonderful. Thank you to Kyle and the team at uh, Target White Marsh. Um, so we'll go do that. So even if you listen to this tonight, and you're like, oh crap, I, I want to do that, but I did I miss out? It's fine. It's fine. Just send the donation anyway. That's totally fine. Send it anyway. I'll run to another store and buy some more deodorant. (laughs) And even if we don't get it in time for when we take everything down on Wednesday, I'm, of course, at Helping Up Mission once a month, so I can just take it with me on my next trip to Helping Up Mission. So it's that simple. If you want to come in and hang out for our drinking show, but yes, I've got eight packs of Bean Boozled Jelly Beans, and for those that don't know about the Bean Boozled Jelly Beans, uh, I don't remember all of the flavors, but I believe there's like uh, boogers. I believe there's like uh, liver and onions. Um, baby wipe. Is there really? There's there's like booger, baby wipe, vomit. Uh, there's one that's it's either be a poop or diarrhea. There's, yeah, there's like yeah. a poop. There's toothpaste. Ah, um, toothpaste is probably good. Yeah, that's like the one. <laughs> if if the you get that, it's either like toothpaste or like so a blueberry. I, for the and record, that one's not bad. If the way it works is some of the jelly beans in the box are fine. Yeah, they're oh, like yeah, normal they're not all bad. So you don't know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. You go to grab a jelly bean, and so that's the idea. John's gonna come up with a game, and I know like the game is gonna be if you get it wrong, you gotta grab a jelly bean. Yeah. And you don't know that you're getting something gross. You could get a nice, you know, yeah. There's grape like a, jelly bean. There's like a little like diagram on the back, and it's like, okay, I got the white one. This one's either coconut or baby wipes, and. And by the way, yeah. both sound great. Both right. just sound like <laughs> yeah. the. It's not a joke. When uh, the incident happened with my uh, five-year-old yesterday. And uh, the urine, I asked my wife for to, if there were any wipes in the car. She gave me like a citrus scented wipe that I swear to God smelled so good, I wanted to eat it. <laughs> it's like, like, I don't know what it was. It's like chapstick, too. She, you ever get like the cookie chapstick? Oh, God. Like, I like, just want, I want to eat you're it. not supposed to eat this? I've got a, I ordered a pickle uh, scented candle. I got myself a Christmas present because the, the rest of you failed me. And I ordered, uh, there was a Vlasic for like, national pickle day did a run of pickle scented candles nice. and i ordered a couple for myself and i'm very nervous that i'm going to want to take a bite of the wax <laughs> i'm very nervous i'd be like maybe just a nibble maybe we just go that route um but yeah that's the deal all right today's show is also brought to you by the fanduel sportsbook at live casino and hotel maryland sorry you missed out on robo keeper yesterday was the final day but you probably saved yeah, yourself you no some shot. embarrassment I mean, I mean apparently somebody scored goals i'm not really sure how yeah, freaking Messi was in there i guess i guess yeah right he was he ran back home in the middle of the world cup in order to try to score a goal uh, it's still the best place to watch and bet on every sporting event the fanduel sportsbook at live casino and hotel maryland and you can still register your 25 dollars super bowl futures bets anything odds plus 300 or more and we're still very much in that neck of the woods 
You can register that at FanDuel.com slash SBNAZ in order to win a pair of tickets to the Super Bowl in Arizona. Joining us now, here's our buddy Jeremy Kahn from 105.7 The Fan of the Big Bad Morning Show. What's going on, pal? How are you? Man, I'm still trying to figure out why everybody thought the World Cup was so exciting. Yeah, right. Both scored yeah. three points the yeah. same way the Ravens did, but that game sucked. Great point. So I don't get it. Great yeah. point, my friend. Great point. It was, got it. It was awesome. It was so great. All right, so two things for Thursday, and we'll keep this one shorter since you're coming back in with us on Thursday. Um, one, did you see that I purchased some Bean Boozled jelly beans for Thursday? Yes, I did, and I will tell you this. Uh, my family loves doing Bean Boozled with me because I dry heave. At Yes! Like, even the yes! buttered popcorn makes me dry heave. Wait, so. wait, wait, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, the flavor, like the there's a buttered popcorn versus, what's the other yellow one? Uh is it boogers or something? Probably, remember, yes. but yeah. Uh, but the the buttered popcorn, which is supposed to be the good one, that it make that oil or whatever, it makes me uh, makes me dry. So here the here's the so. deal. There are ten sets of jelly beans. This was just sent to me. There is uh, one. Either you're getting stinky socks, or you're getting tutti frutti. What, the yellow okay, one. Uh, you're either getting rotten egg or buttered popcorn. Either one, way, I lose there. Yeah, barf or peach. Mm. Booger or Juicy Pear? Baby Wipes or Coconut, as uh, Carson pointed out. Uh, lawn Clippings or Lime? <laughs> I mean, we've all been there, haven't we? Uh, tooth- yeah. po- toothpaste or Berry Blue? Canned Dog Food or Chocolate Pudding? Moldy Cheese or Caramel Corn? And Skunk Spray or Licorice? Big Ooh. wins all around. So the plan oh, is that black licorice either way. So that's yeah, that's awesome. gross too. You're 100 percent right about that. That is oh, also gross. God. So the plan is going to be that uh, our friend John Proctor is going to concoct some sort of a trivia contest. Oh, I like this. And uh, when you get something wrong, you will have to go into the pile of bean boozled jelly beans. That will be the plan for Thursday. You'll be dry heaving. I'll be actually puking, not from the jelly beans, but because I drink so little and I know what it is that you're bringing in with you Ooh. on Thursday. I'm going to end up puking everywhere. It's just going to happen. Let me ask you this, though. So with the, the Bean Boozle Challenge, like is, there would be an advantage to knowing that somebody got the awful one first, or are you just reaching in blindly? Oh, picking? that's why I bought eight packs worth of jelly beans, Jeremy. <laughs> I oh went God. and got eight <laughs> packs worth to make sure that you would have no... There could be another in the bowl coming. That was What's the other one besides toothpaste? Because that's the one I would always pick then. <laughs> uh, toothpaste or berry blue. Berry blue. Yeah, sounds, they're both fine. Yeah. Make sure you grab a blue one. Like Maybe we have to make it so that you can't see what you're grabbing. Maybe we have to go that route for Thursday. Yeah, it's, I, I won't cheat the system. So we'll, I've done this before. and I had a buddy that would eat these, and he'd go, mm, oh, that's uh, barf. Um, dog food. What is what is eat them and I'm what going, is wrong? How with, are you eating? What is wrong yeah. with this person? What is wrong with this? All right. So two other things that were requested for uh, this drinking show on Thursday. One being, uh-huh. of course, you and I did the full table read of Jingle All the Way last year, which I thought was brilliant broadcasting. I thought that was about as good as we could possibly do. But it, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was not it was not as as over as I thought it would be. I had a request last week. I was joking about how I, when the Maryland game was so bad, I flipped over and I watched the uh, SNL Christmas special instead. And someone mm-hmm. said, you and Jeremy should attempt to reenact like five of your favorite SNL Christmas sketches. And I said, oh. I'd be down for that, particularly considering we would be like duetting on Dick in a Box, and I'm all on board with that. Like, that sounds like fun. Are you yeah. down for attempting to do a little uh, performance on Thursday? I 
when do I say no? That's a great I mean, point. I, well, un, uh, unlike when I need you to, needed you to perform the other night, and you said you couldn't, and I'm still a little bit I offended. was the whore of Hazard County. What do you want? I'm so, still yeah. offended by that. And then the other thing, <laughs> this is quite the wild card, because I don't know if Griffin has it in him. Did okay. You, did you see the peanut butter and pickle pie that I Ooh. tweeted, Jan? Did you see yeah. that? Yeah. If Griffin has it in him to attempt to make the peanut butter and pickle pie, would you be down with trying it on Thursday? Can I bring my dog? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> if there's peanut butter involved, what else? Oh. It's got to it's be your dog. <laughs> yeah, but it's got to be. No, no you don't understand. It was my dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that was like, we understand. We yeah, so Ed was telling the story. There was a story last week about a man in Florida that randomly started having sex with a dog out in public. He got arrested. It was, I mean, oh, it was worse. It Jeremy, it was worse than yeah. that. It happened at a nativity scene. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. It, but it was so bad. And then I was telling him a story about a buddy of mine that brought up. He said, it's so disgusting. How could that guy have sex with a male dog? Like on a, this was a different story. And I went, wait a minute. Your problem is that the dog is male. Not that it's a dog. <laughs> And he goes, well, yeah, because that's right. gay. And I'm like, no, no, there's there's so many things that are way there, beyond this that you can look, there, <laughs> look at there, something. There, and there, I swear to God, there was um, I, I, our friend, I, I don't, you, of course, know Bobby Trossett. Bobby was on yeah. BAL and 98 Rock for a few years. And Bobby has, I guess, a, 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 a flamboyantly gay cousin, right? And I mm-hmm. don't know how one morning on their show they ended up talking about the idea of Bobby having sex with his gay cousin. Now, again, how we got here, I don't know. But Josh said, well, that wouldn't be okay because he's a boy. (laughs) To which everybody else said, I don't think that's the problem in this scenario, Josh. (laughs) The issue is the gay sex is okay. Of course, the dog sex, no matter what, is not. That's the bigger issue, yes. The the problem would be you'd be having sex with your cousin. That would not be acceptable. It's very so. Which then, since it's the holiday season, brings us back to I want to say, you know, Merry Christmas to my cousins who are married. <laughs> right, uh, that are first cousins. If, you don't, re- if you don't remember that story, that is a straight shoot, straight shoot. And again, yeah. as I said, and I mean this, your cousin, she looks exactly like Bob Haney. And you know what? That's not nothing. That's not yeah. nothing. That's a good look. I'm just surprised that my other cousin looks a lot like Terry Ford with a beard. <laughs> that he was okay. Like he he was the one that was in on it. Oh, like, good. He was in on Bob Haney. So, oh, yeah. good. Just, oh, yeah. good. Oh, good. Oh, good. All right. So, Griffin, are you willing to give a shot to making the peanut butter pickle yeah, pie? Yeah, I can definitely give it a shot. Do you have like a, a? I don't think there was a recipe. I think it was just a picture. All right, we can work on that. We can work on trying to find a recipe for it. So, Griffin says, or, we'll or give I it a just, shot. Or I can just throw peanut butter. Yeah, do whatever. Do whatever you want to do. Right. Make it a peanut butter. I know. Pie. I know a couple of the ingredients: crust, peanut butter, yeah, pickle. Right. Yeah. Then you got yourself you know. a pie, baby. You got yourself <laughs> yeah. a stew. That's what you got. Hey, Griffin. By the way, since Jeremy and I were talking about it, please add road trip to your list of movies. Road trip for. Okay. Uh, we've okay. been doing. We've been doing a bit with Griffin. Oh, you still owe us a movie review, don't you? Yeah, yeah, All right, yeah. We're doing that tomorrow. I've old school. Got it. So I've been Does doing. Do not a... watch movies. No, no, no. He's 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 a child. I mean, he's he's. I've got like a. a, a... It's a sweatshop situation I got going on in here. He's like 13 yeah, years space, old. Office Space, Road Trip are the top two. So you, the first one you watched was? Um, uh, wedding Crashers, because I'd never seen Wedding, wedding Crashers. He'd never yeah. seen Wedding Crashers. So, oh so we put God. that on his uh, list. 
The next one you watch was old school. Yes. I've got on the list right now. Oh, you also watch Can't Hardly Wait. But I, right. I, I, I acknowledge I that one Can't was Hardly a little Wait. bit more niche. Like I like, that I like was, Can't Hardly Wait. I lo- uh, it's wonderful. Is Superbad on there? I've seen like, Superbad. My... Of course I've seen Superbad. I mean, if well, you, you had... said of course, you hadn't seen Wedding Crash. Or old yeah, school. Yeah, stop with the of course nonsense, jerk. <laughs> of course. I agree with that. You're 100% right, but so was... All right, never mind. We're going to save that for another day. So... What what you what's next? We said we agreed. The next being office space, I think, was what was, or at least what I had is next. I feel like I want to put road trip higher on okay, the list than office space. That's fine. It's a fluid list here. Road trip, and then something about Mary is on the list. Yeah, correct? something about Mary is also on there. Mystery men. Yeah, but that again is very niche. That's extraordinarily <laughs> yeah. niche. Um, what what else needs? So, to, give me give what, me. What, let me since you're on this, can I ask the question? What movie made like I, mine is a very dis- like specific movie that made me laugh harder than any other movie I saw at the theater that I don't think anyone ever has on their list. But um, I'm kind of curious what movie has made you laugh the hardest. So this is a great question because the answer to me legitimately is, is the, like it's Tommy boy. It's not it, okay. like, I know that sounds like cliche, right? But because of my age at the time, everything about it was perfection. The miraculous part is how well it's held up. In compar- you know my feeling about this. Like I won't go yeah. back. I'll never go back and watch Billy Madison in my life. I'm grateful for what Billy Madison gave me, but I refuse to go back and watch because I don't want to know. I, you, can, you guys can all tell me you'll still have a great time. I don't want to know. I don't want to feel something different about it, so I won't watch yeah. it. Tommy Boy, I watch every year. The magic is that it holds up every time. Every By the way... I- I'm, I'm, I don't even yeah. want to ask this question, Griffin. Tommy Boy? Have you seen Tommy Boy? No, I haven't seen Get Tommy the... Boy. All right. Oh, my God. We changed some things around. Tommy that, that Boy 1, list. Road Trip 2. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, and for me, just so you know, Glenn, for me, like I, I still think Step Brothers is one of the funniest it's, movies I've ever seen. It's great. In Talladega Nights. It's great. Both oh, you've seen both of those. Are you going to Are you gonna say it's um, a McGruber? No, well, that's, that's up there on my list because, I I, look, that's... But I, I know that that's very uh, that that fits me more than it would most people. But I still think me myself and Irene. Oh my God! The time I saw that in the oh theater, I died laughing at so many parts of that movie that I thought I was having a heart attack. Wow! Like, there were so many just corny lines that are right up my alley. Like um, uh, my, my I think my favorite one being when he says, "Ouch, baby, I may rock, but I'm not made of stone." Like little things like that, that, but there's so many over the top parts in that film that I just thought was just so well done. So, so I, it's, it's. Uh, by the way, I love me myself and Irene. I love it. It would be lower on this list of movies that he needs to see to me, but yeah, yeah I, 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 agree I, I do love me myself and Irene. But it does lead me to the question: How many Jim Carrey movies have you seen, Griffin? Uh, uh, all right, let's see. Yeah, I, got, oh, yeah, yeah, I know you. <laughs> yes, you, you have, you have taste. Definitely saw the Grinch. <laughs> don't, don't. Oh God, God. I Griffin. saw the Mask. While okay. Ago. All right. That's something. I've seen parts of Yes Man. I, I don't know. I don't even know what Yes Man is. Not a great movie. Okay. Uh, I mean the the ones that matter. It's okay. I mean I haven't, Ace Ventura, Ventura, I haven't seen Ace Ventura. Pet Detective. I haven't seen Ace Ventura. All right. Gonna have to go ahead and put that I've on. Seen the Truman Show. Yeah. Ace Ventura. You said you saw Mask. What about Cable? Guy? Liar, liar. Liar, liar is pretty important. All right. No, I haven't seen Liar. God liar. damn it. Of course, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Could have gotten worse. Could have gotten much worse here. All right. First up, Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy road trip office space one through three to me. All right. That's that's your assignment list. And we're gonna do one on Thursday as well. We're gonna do a movie review on Thursday. So I want you to. You've already watched one. Yeah. Can you watch another movie? Before yeah, I can Thursday? watch. I'll make sure I watch one of these three. Right. Try to make it one. Right. Tommy Very Boy. Very good. Very good. Um, 
I don't really want to talk about football. Do you want to talk about football? I have no interest. <laughs> I, there's not like look the the offense was horrible on Saturday. Sunday was one of the weirdest football days I've ever seen. I was telling somebody at one point I was winning every bet and then I was losing every bet and then it somewhere finished kind of like kissing your sister to a terrible day, like depending on what you took. Um, but it was just a strange set of circumstances where we had overtime pick six in the Cowboys game, the goofiness at the end of the Raiders game, the Chiefs and, um, and Texans and how crazy that was, the terrible calls in the Washington game and how that affected the outcome. I, I mean, it was just – it was one thing after another yesterday with just – in my opinion, a lot of weird football yeah, games. The the Atlanta um, New Orleans game getting close, and I, I don't know just how everything broke down. I just thought it was a really strange day. You're of course correct about all of that. It happened to be my best betting weekend of the year. <laughs> like, well, there you go. Like this is how stupid betting is. It was by far. Now I, it also is the weekend that I bet the least, of course. Um, okay. But it was my best betting weekend of the year. I everything came into the into picture for me. Like literally everything lined up exactly, except for the Ravens. That's the only one uh, that I got wrong all weekend. But I did get the under in that one, so I salvaged. Well, it I had, I had the two uh, kisses of death. I had somebody text me Saturday and say, "Hey, oh my God, man, the Colts were my top play on Saturday." He goes, "You got to be happy. You're up thirty six and a half to nothing right now." And I went, "Why would you text me that?" Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and then, and then all of a sudden, I. I still covered, but almost lost that. And then I got the same text. It was after the, the Jags one because a guy from work was like, hey, man, you're the only person I knew that was on Jacksonville, and, and you had the Bucks beating the, uh, you know, the, um, the, the Bengals. And I'm like, yeah. He goes, you're looking good. What are you doing? Well, I'm, I actually, so how do you handle this? Because I need to figure out how to do this. I, uh, in one of my fantasy leagues, um, the the dude that I'm playing against this week, my buddy Tim, who I love, we're also Eskimo brothers. In fact, we might be nice. double Eskimo brothers. Uh, I believe we are double Eskimo brothers. Um, Tim, last night, before Ramondre Stevenson ends up going off, texts me and says, this loss hurts. Now, I'm out doing Christmassy things with the kids, so I am not paying attention to how the day is going. When I finally get a minute, I look at the matchup, and I'm down, essentially, I'm down by 15 going into the night where I have Aaron Rodgers and he has Tyler Higby. So I still have a, a chance, of course. Like, I have a mm-hmm. chance. Aaron Rodgers could finally look like Aaron Rodgers again. And Tyler Higby hasn't been doing much the last couple of weeks. But he's certainly favored. The old win probability gives him about a 57% chance. I feel like if you do that, if you do that, you should you should just have to take a loss it's like i strongly feel this way i am so sick and tired of dealing with this in fantasy football for years of people saying ah all right well you got me this week when it is far from over and you're on edge i feel like if you do that you should be forced to accept the l yeah i had a hard time this week because uh somebody i was playing was playing was going to play mike white against the lions and I saw Zach Wilson out there, and I did not need a quarterback, but I have a ton of my fab money left. So I bought Zach Wilson, even though he had other quarterbacks, and he went with Goff that he had on his roster. I didn't want him having the sure. – he had Garrett Wilson too. I didn't want him having the, the stack in the game and going up against the Lions defense, which I know they played better, but they're still not a good group. Um, and so I picked him up and just stashed him on my bench, and I was like, ah, should I have done that? I'm like, yeah, that's gamesmanship. That's fine. Um, but I don't like the sandbagging. 
you know, oh, you got yeah, me right? this You time. got me. Get, get, minute, get the F out of here. I don't need that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, there's too much stress involved with this nonsense. Get yeah, up your the, butt, Tim. Yeah, right. I feel you know what? Maybe you don't take the loss, but I feel like there should have to be some sort of penalty for that, correct? If you yeah. send a message like that in group text, in personal text, if you send that type of message and you end up winning, you should have to like do a bam bean boozled or something, right? Like yeah, they're, they're, you should have to eat a skunk jelly bean and a slice of peanut butter pickle. Exactly pie. right. So you know what, Tim? If you win, I expect you in here on Thursday morning and you gotta make a donation to the helping up mission. You understand me, Tim? I'll call you out. Tim Russell, I'll call you out right now. You understand? You got to come in here, make a donation, eat some peanut butter pickle pie, and do some bean boozled. All right? You got it? Son of a You guys bitch. Call, him, call him like Timmy Potatoes or anything like that? Uh, no, but we do. Like, so I, I, I think I'm the only one. I do sometimes call him Tim Russell the Love Muscle, and I don't know why. No, I have no I like idea that. what was the name of the band from Can't Hardly Wait. A uh, love burger was that what it was called? Love burger. Yeah, it was love burger. I feel like for a little while I called every cover band that I saw. Hey, I would walk in and be like, "You guys, love burgers here tonight." Like that was the dumb call, bit that I would do. I called every band I ever saw a cover band Green Jeans. The like, Green Jeans played tonight. Uh, yeah, right. Green well, I mean, <laughs> it seemed like they were everywhere. <laughs> everywhere you look, it probably was too. I, I mean, like, I'd show up at the record theater one night for no reason. I'd be like, hey, Green Jeans is here. That's dope. Um, I also did it with Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters because that was the fake band that the Wonders were in the movie uh, That Thing You Do. Oh yes. Uh, the Oneaters. The Oneaters, of course. When they did a, a, a movie shoot, the name of the band was Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. So I would go down to New Orleans with my friends, and I'd be like, guys, let's go see Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. And nobody, <laughs> nobody, <laughs> zero, nothing, nothing, not even a half a chuckle. They'd look at me like, why did we invite you on this trip? Like, that was my I always love when I throw out one of those movie references on the air, and nobody would get it. And then I would get the one random person that just sends you a message on Facebook or something. Says, well done. I got it. Yep. You're the yep. you're the other one that got my worth, movie. Worth it. Worth it. A hundred percent worth it for just the one or two of us. You think there's any chance? I'll I'll just end this way so we did a little bit of football. You think there's any chance at all that for in whatever capacity it is Greg Roman doesn't call plays next Saturday? No. He's still gonna be doing it. Like there's I don't think there's a viable switch to make at this point. I felt like if they were going to make a switch, which I believe it'll come in the off season unless they somehow too. get it all together and make a run. But it, it's just really hard with three weeks left and a team that's more than likely going to be in the playoffs to just go ahead and make a wholesale change. So and I'm, then, I'm in the, I'm in this weird place because I am not. You know, I'm not the. I don't do the fire the the thing bit. But what uh -huh. happened with ten minutes left on Saturday is fireable. Like that's a yeah. you can't be a coordinator in this league and do that. That's that's embarrassing. Like that that's some three year old stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm saying fireable, but I'm acknowledging that. And I'm saying if you, if you fired him today, you'd have to run his offense anyway. You don't have the pieces to do anything else. You, you can't throw the ball 45 times. So there well, is a little it, bit of hasn't a... Hasn't everybody on this team learned enough about his, his running game to where they can have somebody else run it? Like they know the plays and what and, they typically and the, do. And, and, and that's and... the argument. The argument is you could. <laughs> you could do one of two things, right? You could not fire him and just say, well, somebody else is going to call the plays, right? Like, whoever it is, T. Martin, who, of course, was stripped of his play-calling duties at USC, um, you, could, you could say he'll call the plays. It'll still be Greg running. You know, he'll be the coordinator of the offense. It's his system. To your point, you could say, hey, we're firing him. you got to do it. But is it fair to the next – is it fair to T. Martin to say, you're going to be the offensive coordinator. 
But you don't get to implement your own system. Like, you're going to have to just do what he was doing and call his plays. I I don't know. And, I, yeah. you know, it's probably why I'm with you where I'm like, I don't think they'll do it. But that that was so embarrassing. That was so embarrassing on well, set. I mean, the fact that, and I know we said we weren't going to talk about it, but I know. 4.6 yards per attempt on a pass. And your number one running back is averaging almost 10 yards a carry. you got another one that's averaging damn near eight. And it's like, what are you doing here? And, it, and I'd be fine if they came in after the game and said, look, they're, they're both on a snap count. Like, I, I'd listen to that. But it still doesn't mean don't run more. You got Justice Hill there. If that's the case, then, then run him. Like, you know, like, they should have been running against one of the worst run defenses in the league. They put up three points, albeit you had a missed field goal. You had right. a block. When you, you had a, a, a missed opportunity on fourth down. And I just get so upset. Everybody, like, craps on analytics. All analytics does is tell you what the numbers are telling. Now, right. it's your decision whether to go with it or go against it, which ultimately I feel like more times than not you should go with it, but there's also a feel to the game and what you feel is right. Like, how is your defense playing at the moment? Did Have they been on the field for most of the second half or the fourth quarter? Do they need a break? You know, there's different things. And, for example, in a game with your backup quarterback, when you drive all the way down and it's fourth and one, I'd, I'd be more pressed to go for the field goal there, get something on the board, um, you know, and, and help your team out in that in that atmosphere like they, they should have in the beginning of the game, in my opinion. But like Harbaugh after the game said, said one of the, like if I knew we weren't going to get it on fourth down, I would have kicked the field goal. It's duh. Like if we all had that power, then Correct. we would get everything right. But that's just such a dumb answer. Like I, just say, like we, we felt like we had the advantages here. We just didn't get well, it. It's incongruent with running the ball on third and long because you know, you know, you've got limits. Like it, it, you yeah. knew what game you were in for. You knew what was happening. And that's my issue there is, I, look, I get it. It's fourth and one. You have every reason to think you're going to convert. The argument is, why not use Pat Ricard as a blocker and let your running back go try to get a yard? Like I, We can debate that all you want. But to me, it's more, what game did you think you were playing? Early in the season, you make that argument, we're going for it on fourth and one against the Dolphins because we know what we're in for today. Or against the Bills because yeah. you know, dude, you're getting into a shootout. Like you got to score a ton of points. In what world did you think that was what was occurring on Saturday? Like, in what yeah. world was it so critical for you to get seven instead of three in that moment? I'm There's so many things about, like, football in general that drive me nuts. Like, when guys use their timeouts or not how to use them. Right. Like, what were the – was it the Jets? I think it was – yeah, the Jets game. What were they doing with their timeouts? Why did they let the clock run all the way down? There was another team in the 4 o'clock games that wasn't using their timeouts and just letting the clock run. And I get it. You want some time to come off the clock so the other team doesn't get it back with a ton of time left. But it's so stupid. And going back to what you said, I would never run on third and extremely long unless I wanted the clock to run. I'm backed all the way up to my own end zone. There are so many. It's advantageous to throw the football on third and long because somebody grabs a jersey, somebody gets their hand up too soon, gets handsy on an out route. You get a five-yard penalty becomes the first down. Like there are so many opportunities for penalties on third and long that I would throw the ball every single time. I'm not uh, telling you, you got to get a first down. I just think there's advantages. There. I, I also don't understand third and ten calling a play that doesn't get you to sticks. Like at that point, why not just run the ball? Because you're asking for disaster at that point, which of course ended up happening with the interception. I both said I wasn't going to keep you as long, and I said we weren't going to talk about football, and I lied okay. about both things. That's the way that it goes. Uh, I, I love you. We will see you on Thursday morning. Um, we're going to start. I tell you what, what we're going to do is I have to do this betting show on Thursday, so I'm going to do that first at 10 o'clock, and then mm -hmm. uh, we'll do our show at 1030. 
So okay, that'll cool. be the plan for that. David Dubois is going to come join us. There's some rumors that maybe Rita might be stopping by on Thursday Ooh. to hang out with us. We're going to have some fun. Um, if you guys want to come in, just let me know and get a donation, and we'll make that work. All right, buddy. Uh, at JamieCon1057 on Twitter. And then uh, you want anything uh, on your show this week? Uh, who cares? All right. Tune in Thursday, and let's get let's get weird. Love you, buddy. Appreciate you. See you Thursday. All right, man. Love you. Jeremy I'll Con. see you guys. That's Jeremy Kahn, 105.7 The Fans, Big Bad Morning Show. Of course, picks every day at PressBoxOnline.com. Today's show, um, how about Stan the Fan? How about him? Stan the Fan's got another great show coming up a little bit later on today on Facebook Live. You'll be able to check it out. Dr. Meredith Wills joins he and Ross Grimsley. So you want to check that out. That will be happening at 6 o'clock this evening. When we come back in, we'll dish out our slaps. That's next, Glenn Clark Radio. Yes. Join the Maryland Jockey Club at Laurel Park for Christmas Tide Stakes Day on Monday, December 26th. An exciting day of live horse racing awaits you with a whopping six stakes races worth $600,000 in prize money. Plus, enjoy a specially curated stakes buffet, a delicious hot chocolate bar, and hot cider cocktails. It may be cold, but Laurel Park has plenty of horse racing excitement, food, and beverages to keep you warm. Don't miss Christmas Tide Stakes Day at Laurel Park. Visit laurelpark.com for more info. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The weather outside is really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at glorydaysgrill.com Glory Days Grill great food good sports that first sip that first bite mm. starts your day off right with a delicious breakfast at royal farms choose from a fantastic selection of fresh royal farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world at royal farms breakfast is available day and night it's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A Nuggets to Mac and Cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 1140 a.m. 
And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show, too. All right, back in here on GCR. Last two days for this print issue of PressBox before it's gone. I need to confirm, but I think tomorrow we're going to announce our uh, MoGaba Sports Person of the Year here on GCR. That'll be the new issue on Wednesday. The annual best of issue will hit newsstands. So this is your final chance to get this one with Kevin Willard on the cover. Go grab it right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms out of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. Read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. You guys want to venture a guess as to who uh, local sports person of the year, Mo Gabba sports person of the year might be? Anybody want to guess? Hmm. I'm not going to give you anything. Just want to see if you want to throw out a guess. Uh, not Greg Roman. Well, you don't know that. I don't know that. You okay. don't know that at all. Okay. And there, there are, there's no, there are no bad guesses here. Uh, you know, I'm just gonna put Adley Rutschman's name okay. out there just because that's, I feel like, a, that's eh, a decent guess. Right. That is a good guess. Uh, no, that, yeah, wouldn't I mean, be, wouldn't be Kev- Kevin Willard. Uh, d- guess, there was a moment he, where like on back-to-back issues. There was a moment where maybe like if you they had gone and you would have made a, like a sort of yeah, like, right? like if they had gone and won and and beaten Wisconsin and then beat Tennessee yeah. and UCLA, like yeah, all of a sudden we might have had yeah. to make, had to make a last-minute revision. Um, I think that. Adley's a pretty good guess. If not him, maybe Hyde or uh, or Elias. Brandon Hyde. Yeah, yeah sure. Hyde's a good one too. Sure, I like that. Yeah. Those are good guesses. All right. Well, uh, I think you're gonna find out tomorrow. So we will let you know that. All right, let's get into uh, Slaps of the Helmet. You know how this works. Five Ravens, rank them five to one. I know it was a very difficult week for the rules, but the rules are rules. Two must be offensive players, two must be defensive players. The fifth can be a special teams player, a coach, or another offensive or defensive player. A lot of options offensively, a lot of options, special teams players and coach, not great options uh, defensively because for the most part they held their end of the bargain on Saturday. Slaps to the helmet brought to you by the Baltimore County Police Department. Of course, they're going to be in here Thursday with us, breathalyzing us to try to show you the dangers that um, when you think like, ah, I can just have a couple of drinks while I'm going out and doing some holiday partying. Uh, not the case. Not the case. We need you to be safe. We need you to make good decisions. And so uh, we're going to show you just how little it can be that uh, can impair you on Thursday and appreciate them being a part of that. Also want to continue to support their non-perishable food drive as well as their toy drive. Again, get to any of the Baltimore County Police Department precincts this week in order to make your donations. Uh, I will begin my number five. Again, not just a really brutal week to try to come up with a second defensive player. I made it Justin Houston. I think a lot of other people did On as I'm looking around. It's just sort of how quiet he's been. For me, it's a, a kind of a totality thing. He was such a revelation in the first half of the season. And he was trending towards maybe being the Mo Gabba sports person of the year. Like, he was putting up historic numbers. And out of the bye, he's been a non-factor. I mean, a non-factor. Uh, half a sack since the bye. Um, and so I, I get it. It's not – I don't think he played poorly on Sunday or Saturday. I just don't – he didn't really do anything, and it's been kind of a trend of him not doing anything for a little while. And so that, to me, was enough for him to make the list. He's my number five. Uh, my number five is Patrick Queen. He's number four for me. Yeah. He was the only – to me, the only good defensive option. He, yeah. And just because um, of the t- he played well, yeah, I mean, he's he just a touchdown. Yeah, he let Donovan People Jones walk into the yeah. end zone, and uh, I, I don't know why we bothered putting him in coverage. I don't think he, he's horrible in coverage. Um, and uh, <laughs> this goes back just, to Griffin having to take a shot. This goes, yeah. I mean, he's, goes he's back not, to that. he's that's not, not that's not been true uh, for a little while. He he had been a horrible in coverage, but it hasn't been true for a little while. Well, he let that that it's just 
like again, that's a it's a brain fart. I don't it's like watching the, him play football, is. which is stupid because he's had a really good season. Mm-hmm. It'd be like saying I don't like watching. I'm trying to think of insert good name player here. Tyler Lockett play football. Like okay, I mean, if you don't like good players, Tyler I don't Lockett know what to plays tell you. Way more exciting football than Patrick. For Queen God's sakes, um, uh, Patrick Queen's played really well, and he played well on Saturday. But that was it's it's number four on my list for that reason because it wasn't a day where they were good defensive candidates and. It's just a position thing. I get that's a tough spot to be in. It's a tough spot to be in space when the difference is three yards, but you can't slide outside when Marlon Humphrey's waiting outside. you got to have inside taken care of. And instead, not only does he not make the play himself, but he I don't think Marlon Humphrey would have had a chance making yeah. the play, but he essentially picked Marlon Humphrey in the process, preventing any chance that maybe Marlon Humphrey could come over and make the play. It was bad. There's no getting around that. It was... You got to be able to criticize even good players. It's like when Lamar Jackson. I'm not trying to say Patrick Queen's Lamar Jackson, but when Lamar Jackson plays poorly, you got to be able to say he's playing poorly. Patrick Queen's played really well this season, and that in that moment, it was ugh, just very unfortunate that he uh, picked that moment for uh, just a brutal brain fart. Um, yeah. You go ahead and give me your number. I'm assuming number four is another defense player, Griffin. Uh, no, I have my number world? three. Another because this right. guy also annoys Save me it. a lot on the defense. So that's just a different thing. All right, go ahead, Carson. Uh, I had, I had Patrick Queen at number five as well. So I then, mean, it's one play, but you make a mistake like that. No, it's it, I mean, you know, it, all, all your leverage to the outside when you. That's where there are other players yep. on the defense in your job, and I'm in that. So zone. do you have another defensive player number four? I do. Okay, who's yours? Justin Houston. Okay. All right. So uh, we're doing that thing again. I don't yeah. Know how I feel about this. I don't, I don't know. What, I don't know what's, what's going, going on, on with us. I don't know what's going on there. So uh, who is your number four? My number four. I made it to Marcus Robinson. I feel like He's I could have definitely higher on my list. Any of the pass catchers uh, from Saturday. I mean, whether even Mark Andrews, just because he's not getting open, and when he is, he's still not. You know, not. Well, the one. Out. The one was lazy. I yeah. mean, like it was a bad throw, but it was there. Mm-hmm. It's the catch you have to make a hundred times out of a hundred. Whether just lazy in finishing the catch. Could have even been Deshaun Jackson or. Or James Prochet. Prochet was on the field for three snaps, and he still, you know, I thought was worthy of potentially being on this list. Um, yeah, pro, pro, I, it, I'm almost talking myself into Prochet just because thinking back to so he's, he's seeing him get targeted. He's just, higher on my list. He's number three on my list. I mean, like, it's both. It's both the early fumble and, like, you could just – he's he's holding the ball in such a lazy way. That I'm trying to remember who it was. One of uh, a friend of mine who works in media, who's a Ravens fan, like tweeted me earlier in the game, like, "Dude, this is gonna this is gonna end up costing us." Like it, the, the, it, you just knew, you knew something disastrous was coming because of how he holds the ball. It's, it's insane. He's not good enough. It's one thing if you're a great player and you happen to have a flaw. Demarcus Robinson is a replacement level player at best. On his best day. Not on this team. On this team, he is wide receiver one. It's not a thing. Um, There is no such thing. He's a replacement-level NFL player, and he has a terrible flaw. This is the reason why he's unemployed. Like, this bit where you think that you're getting good football players, that there's just a bunch of good football players that are out there ahead. The teams are like, man, gosh, golly, we've got too many good ones. We'll have to get rid of this one. Nonsense. And I, somebody was trying to send me a tweet that Chad Ochocinco sent out about how the rec- the, the receivers in Baltimore are the What's problem. What's he doing? Yeah, he might be as, uh, just as helpful. No, they are. There might be more problems. There might be multiple problems. But there is no world in which this is a passable level of wide receivers. They weren't good to begin with, and they're not good now. No one's playing well. 
The only one that you could say is disappointing is Devin Duvernay. Like, that's the only argument you can make for disappointment among this receiver group. Everybody else is ex- – James Prochet was – I don't care how many times Steve Smith said James Prochet. He's a sixth-round draft pick. Stop! There's one guy you could argue is playing below the level where you thought he would be playing, particularly because Devin Duvernay was playing well earlier in the season. Early in the season, Devin Duvernay was playing well, and you were like, maybe, maybe this guy really is. But again, even that, he was playing well in the capacity of being sort of a Swiss Army knife. So bad. Demarcus Robinson is my number three. So you had Queen at number three. I had Queen five, Robinson four. Sorry, I mean, you had um, another defensive player. I had another had... defensive. You want to give it? Uh, it is Adafi Owe. Um, he, I mean, he, he talks about he, he actually made a play on Saturday. Like, that's the issue that I he have got, with he got, that. He got, like, he got a, a clear lane. He walked in. I mean, and, that's, that's... And because that's, of the guys on the edge collapsing the pocket, he was able to fall on top of this one. <laughs> this is the bit Griffin likes to do where if you make a play, you didn't actually make the play. It was schemed <laughs> up. It was good. Uh, I mean, when you have the right amount of, uh, you know, rushers against the right protection, then, yeah, that's what happens. And, oh, wait. I mean, he's on, why is he... He's a first-round draft pick. He's on the field for a third, what, 40% There's of the There's a bigger Adafi Owe problem. I just don't think the problem is, is unique to Saturday. Like, I, I get it. It's a bad day for trying to pick a second defensive player. I understand that. All right, so your number three then, Carson, is... My number three is Demarcus Robinson. Yeah, okay. Uh, for so this the is reasons that we... Bit. This is a bad bit again with you and I. <laughs> this is a bad bit. Glenn, maybe we just think alike. I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, two is where... I, like, this is really difficult for me. Because the truth is, I think Tyler Huntley should be number one. But I'm just going to go with groupthink. I'm going to make Greg Roman number one so Tyler Huntley can be number two. Tyler Huntley stunk. He was terrible. And I get it. He's a backup quarterback. Our standard is low. But even by that standard, he stunk. He was bad. Flat bad. Bad decisions. Bad throws. Bad everything. Now, this doesn't mean that Tyler Huntley can't still be a backup quarterback in the NFL. It's one a reminder of why someone is a backup quarterback. Which is still a remarkable story considering the dude was undrafted. It's still remarkable. Secondarily, it's a reminder of why sometimes we say backup quarterback doesn't really matter because if your backup quarterback has to play too much, you're not going to be able to survive it. Now, I know you're going to point out, well, what about in San Francisco? I get it. I get it. Every now and then, you find a gem. You find someone who is far better than we thought they were. Every now and then. Making that your standard for a backup quarterback is silly. Typically, when your backup quarterback has to play an extended amount of time, it's going to end up sinking you. I didn't expect that you could ask questions. Was he impacted by the hit that he took? Even if he was never actually dealing with a concussion, which is what everybody was told, he was just in protocol, he didn't actually have a concussion, I, somebody, probably Chris Nowinski would hear that and wince and say, there is no such thing, you, you know. Um, you wonder if that hit alone made him, you know, gun shy or something like that. I don't know. He stunk. He was terrible. And I like Tyler Huntley. I think he's a good story. But he was brutal on Saturday. I made him number two. I made him number one. I, I don't I mean, blame. He was him. horrible. He was uh, he was not good. Uh, he was at the point where I was at the point where I didn't want to see him active for th- for Saturday against Atlanta. I want to see us go out and we, get we got a Cam people, Newton. We, and, well, uh, let's stop. It let's have that. Anthony Brown, Cam I, Newton. I I had a few people bring up the let's, idea of like, hey, if Lamar. The, the the first thought is that this was the week that was initially targeted as when reasonably Lamar could be back. So you pray to God that's the case. Yeah. I had a couple of people make the argument of. 
did, was this so bad that Anthony Brown needs to play next Saturday? I'm not willing to go there. I'm not doing that. I've seen enough from Tyler Huntley that I'm willing to say one really bad game doesn't ruin your job. But what I will say is if he starts off that game as bad as he was last Saturday, you have a far quicker hook for when you turn to someone else. Like, I can't – Anthony Brown has nothing that says to you that he's an NFL quarterback. He might be able to run the ball better than Huntley, which Ma- I think maybe, is the – Maybe. Yeah. I don't know that. Which at either, this point, right? I maybe. feel like – I hear you, but there's nothing to me – I have no evidence that I know he can do that. It's just a – this was so bad that, yes, I would say if Lamar doesn't play next Saturday, it's a you're going to have to give this dude a quicker hook, 100%. So and, R- Roman was my two, obviously. Yeah, I get that, yeah. Yeah, Roman was my two as well. Uh, for the reasons that we talked about earlier, and also going back to this because we brought it up earlier in the show, uh, you know, was Prochet sort of open on this play? Yes. You're asking a lot of your backup quarterback to make that throw moving to on his fourth right down. on fourth down. And another with a, thing. With a with play clock expiring again. That, I don't yeah. know if it's the exact same play. It's a very similar play, the way it was set up and the way it was run, to the two-point conversion that would have tied the game against the Packers last year. Or maybe oh, okay. would have won the game, excuse okay. me. And we did, they put Andrews in the spot that Prochet was in, and that didn't work either. But you're asking a lot of Tyler Huntley there to make that throw. That's a tough throw. And I, you know, that's why he's my number two. I think you can't really put... You can put a lot of blame on him here, but I kind of had to put Huntley at one just because it was so bad. I get it. Hunt, I understand the argument. To me, this really is just becoming a Tyler Huntley's a backup quarterback. Greg Roman's the offensive. Yeah. Qu- you know what I mean? Like I'm, that's yeah. really all that I'm doing in deciding that Greg Roman's going to be yeah. number one on my list. It's kind of like last week where it was like Roquan or Dobbins, and it's yeah, know, I mean, right? Know, interchangeable. Like, well, I mean, Griffin had him at five, but <laughs> I'll never forget that offensive line was dominant. Never. <laughs> they were. You're not wrong. Yeah. Best play. All right, stop. Could have been anyone. We're not doing this. We're not doing this bit. Uh, Continue to get me your lists at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. We'll continue to share them throughout the day. Mostly the same uh, players. Marcus Peters showed up on um, uh, Jason's list, had Marcus Peters on it. Uh, Brian's list had Deshaun Jackson on it. You brought that up. Of course, Deshaun Jackson with that just brutal drop in the middle of the field absolutely could be deserving of being on the list. Justin Tucker. The problem is with putting Justin Tucker on the list, it means you can't put Greg Roman on the list. And that's the difference. Because 100%, I get it. Like, even in wind, you're Justin Tucker. I, you know, you're supposed to catch, but I'd still think Devin Duvernay would have been higher on my list for special teams guys. I have no idea what Devin Duvernay. That looked like his struggles offensively were impacting him. It was the exact opposite of the Tyus Bowser bump. Yep. <laughs> Literally the exact opposite of the Tyus Bowser bump. Um, it that looked like a game where your offensive struggles are now trying to are now seeping into other parts of your game, and you're trying so badly to make a big play because you're not making them on offense that you end up doing dumb things. I mean, it was just a yuck, just yuck all around. All right, continue to get me yours at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. We'll keep sharing them out, and we'll get ours posted, glennclarkradio.com, here in a bit. Today's uh, program, speaking of Tyus Bowser, we will be back for one more Tyus Bowser show. On Tuesday, January 3rd, we will be at Guilford Hall Brewery, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. Come join us, hang out. Tyus and a special guest will be with us. It's all brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. You can find out more by going to PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. The Tyus Bowser Show is a partnership of PressBox and Great Eights memorabilia. Tidbit and tidbit to wrap it up. Glenn Clark Radio. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop 
Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today whether your focus is luxury and comfort convenience and technologically advanced connectivity or sporty performance and aggressive styling we've got the perfect highlander for you check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new highlanders from your local toyota dealer today Join the Maryland Jockey Club at Laurel Park for Christmas Tide Stakes Day on Monday, December 26th. An exciting day of live horse racing awaits you with a whopping six stakes races worth $600,000 in prize money. Plus, enjoy a specially curated stakes buffet, a delicious hot chocolate bar, and hot cider cocktails. It may be cold, but Laurel Park has plenty of horse racing excitement, food, and beverages to keep you warm. Don't miss Christmas Tide Stakes Day at Laurel Park. Visit laurelpark.com for more info. Another Orioles season is in the books, and the Bataround was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off-season discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports or listen live at pressboxonline.com slash radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast. So tune into the Bat Around with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at Pressbox Sports. Need a last minute gift for a kid in your life? How about a membership to the Retriever Kids Club? It includes free youth admission to all regular season UMBC home games plus a t-shirt and a drawstring backpack. Membership is only $35. It's a great deal makes a tremendous holiday gift. Visit umbcretrievers.com slash kids club for more info. Membership is for kids 12 and under. The Retriever Kids Club. Find out more. umbcretrievers.com slash kids club. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a three-and-a-half-star review too. You're not doing that bit, are you? <laughs> What the options fu- do we have? The funny thing being, <laughs> so Griffin just said during the break, hey, Sammy Watkins was released. And like, no, but I get it. Your point being, why not? And the answer is, I don't I don't have that. I mean, like, sure, do it. Shuffle the deck chairs if you like. I don't I mean, like, if I switch your chair and Carson's chair, is it gonna make any difference in the quality of the show? Doesn't mean we can't do it. Yeah. If you really want to do it, by I all mean, means. I'm, pro- I'm not as good of a producer as Griffin, so maybe it does. No, just the chairs oh, alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally just the chairs. If I yes, if Griffin gets up and moves that chair here, except Griffin would look. You like move that chair there. They, they, the chairs are adjustable. It. It might improve. You can it. adjust the height of the chair. You're just switching the chairs. That's all you're doing. You're vastly overthinking it. That's the idea of bringing in Sammy Watkins. 
Yuck. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Um, hey, speaking of the bat around, those guys are going to be off the next couple of weeks for the holidays. They will be back in early January. I, I did get the caveat from Paul Valley that if the Orioles were to do something of significance, not that any of us believe that's going to happen, they'd uh, maybe change those plans. But I get it. It's uh, Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, so they're going to take. We're, our schedule will be a little bit different. We're doing the drinking show on Thursday. By the way, I just found out Union Craft Brewery is going to be Ooh. providing the beer for Thursday's drinking wow. show. It's exciting. Maybe we'll figure out a way to get you an Uber, although you live very far I away. Can you provide far. a ride I mean, yourself yeah, somehow? I can see what my brother's doing, maybe. Maybe see know. about that. <laughs> see if there's an option for getting a ride. It's, I don't know if we have that Uber in the budget. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just being honest <laughs> with you. I don't know that we have it in the budget, and there's only one couch. And I like you, but I just don't think we're going to be able to spoon on that couch, my friend. I just don't think there's enough room for us to spoon together on that couch. You bring in an air mattress or something? Now we're talking. That's a good point. That, good that point. can be an option. All right. I'll I figure just, this out. We'll we have to be out. able to, to tell the police what the plans are gotcha. so that you're yeah. not it's very important that we're doing a show about not drinking and driving <laughs> it's very important that the answer isn't but griffin's going to drink and drive <laughs> no not an option so we got to figure that out if you want to do some drinking um same for you carson we have to figure that solution out i don't know you live by me i'm also only 20 Oh, that's right. You're not. So I'll be, oh, I'll I'm be, so sorry. I forgot. No, I'll, I'll, I'll just be there. I'll be there. I'll eat some. Uh, we'll do can, you dri- can you drive Griffin? Can you drive Griffin? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. All right. We'll work. We'll work. Well, on we that. can work that out. We'll yeah, work on. No we'll work on that. All right. Uh, thank you to Union for taking care of that. Jeremy will still bring in his gross booze, but we'll have delicious beer as well from Union. And bean boozled. And bean boozled. And a pickle peanut butter pie. Okay. This, yeah, is right, the right, dumb, right. this is the dumbest right. party in the history of parties. Imagine explaining this to someone and inviting them to come in. For, so wait, what what are you guys doing? You want a piece of peanut butter? Peanut yeah, we got gr- we got gross booze, peanut butter pickle pie, and bean boozle. <laughs> Sounds great. We do have Union Craft beer. We though, do have right? Union Craft beer and David Du Bois and and and, and Jeremy and I are going to do wet dick in a box. <laughs> That's what we got going on on Thursday. All right, we got to go. Uh, let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and by a Toyota.com. Whether you, uh, oh, no, sorry, the Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals and new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. All right, so of course, uh, the Vikings overcame the 33 to 0 halftime deficit uh, and forced overtime against the Colts. Um, entering Saturday, teams that trailed 30 plus points at the half. We're Owen 132. Did you watch Liar Liar with this person, Sean? No, it's Sean. Sean that's my friend, Sean. No, oh, I haven't okay. watched Liar Liar. He's just, I, oh, I right. guess he's, I don't know all what right. he's doing. All right. That's a weird bit. That is a weird bit. I, I'm sorry. Also, John Little Rock, I'm still, uh, I'm pissed they have zero playmakers or wide receiver. That makes all of us, man. We are all pretty pissed about that. Sorry, go ahead. Maybe, maybe he thinks I wouldn't like Liar Liar. I don't know. I don't know why anyone wouldn't like Liar Liar. Liar Liar is wonderful. The pen is royal blue. Sorry, go ahead. Doesn't mean anything to you. Just nothing. I'll find out soon enough. I hope. Uh, Anyway, no one's ever, obviously, no one's coming back from a 30-point halftime deficit. Um, The last team to overcome a deficit of 24 or more points, however, in the regular season game was uh, 2015 Week 7, the Washington football team. Uh... That was uh, came came back against the Buccaneers, and that was uh, when the, that was the Kirk Cousins you like that game. Ah, okay, yes, all right, I remember it. Um, so that was the last time a team came back from twenty four or more points. Uh, Brady entered uh, this week with an eighty nine and zero record at home when he led a game by seventeen or more points. Eighty nine huh. and zero. Huh. 
How about that? Um, and now he's lost eight I mean, that's games. Not, that's not. I'm guessing most quarterbacks have pretty good records, right? Other yeah. than maybe Lamar this season, when they have <laughs> 17 point leads. Um, Brady has now lost eight games in a season for the first time in his 23 year career. Um, so barring any ties, Brady must win out to uh, avoid his first losing record of his career. Man, I I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Do, uh, like, they play? I but know. I still think they're going to end up in the playoffs. Yes. Um, all right, so, and then also this is, so Jalen Hurts had his eighth career game with multiple rushing touchdowns, uh, and it's also only his third season, which we point out, um, which breaks a tie with him for second most uh, multi-tu- multi-touchdown, multi-rushing touchdown games. Um, that moves him into second place. Wait, wait, say that? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is now so in among, second among place. Among quarterbacks. Yes, among quarterbacks. Okay, I was like, me, what yes. the hell? <laughs> yes. Most multi-rushing touchdown games by a quarterback. He is in second place. Can you name... See if you can name round at the top ten for before me. a certain age or just all time. All time, all time. Top so most 10. quarterbacks. Um, right. So we've done we've done yeah. pretty similar things. Cam, so we got so we got Cam Newton. He would be number one with ten. Cam Newton. I'll still assume Vic. Uh, yes, Michael Vick is in the top ten. He has five. He is tied for seven. Uh, we'll say Lamar Jackson too. Lamar Jackson is tied for ten. Yeah, with the number being so small, four, yeah, like four games that, for Lamar. Because I'm not surprised that it's only four, but it's. Small number that's willing. Uh, so you're saying that there's actually 11 people that are on this list. Yes, yeah, 11. Cause it's t- uh, t- Randall t- Cunningham, too. Mm, Randall Cunningham is not. Well, this is where it gets tricky because the number's small enough that, again, it goes back to what we are dealing with before. Which is, So I'll still throw out Fran Tarkenton. Not Tarkenton. I'll throw out Steve Young. Steve Young is on the list. He has seven. That is who mm. one of the guys that Jalen Hurts was tied with. What about Dante Culpepper? Culpepper's an excellent guess. He's tied with Vic and somebody else for five. That would be seven. Um, it does get tricky from there. How about Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones is not on the Sneaky, list. though. He's had yeah, a few. Right? Uh, boy, really? It, it's, uh, Deshaun Watson? Not Deshaun Watson. He has three. As does Randall Cunningham. Both of them have three. Um, God. Russ. Not Russ. Uh, bah, 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 bah. how about a Terry Bradshaw? <laughs> Not Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> right. He had. Uh, I mean, okay. How he about did have three? How about Aaron Rodgers? Did he really? Yeah. So how close. about Aaron? How about Aaron Rodgers? Not Aaron Rodgers. How about Colin Kaepernick? Not Colin Kaepernick. Steve McNair. Steve McNair. Seven, seven such games. He for wasn't Steve on McNair. the last in the yeah. list when we had. He was tied. He was tied with Steve Young. One other guy has seven games. How about Alex Smith? Not Alex Smith. How about Tyrod Taylor? Not Tyrod Taylor. Guest of the program. Uh, Kyler Murray, maybe. Not Kyler Murray. I think he only has yeah three as well for Kyler Murray. All right, get, get uh, Josh Allen. Yes, Josh okay. Allen has six. Nice. nice, six for Josh Allen. He is on. He is in sixth place on this list. Six games. We have three that we're missing. Mm, yes. Get it. Yeah. Just get us there. How, what, okay. what do we need? Um, what do we need? All right. Let's see. Got a former Steeler on here. I gotta go. Um, actually, this guy might not count. Cordell. He, uh, yes, Cordell Stewart. This guy is active, and like he's technically a quarterback. Taysom, Taysom Hill. Hill. Taysom that's Hill has four a, That games. doesn't yeah. count, for God's sake. All right, then Lamar Jackson's 10th all by himself. And no then, Taysom Hill. Uh, you, you said Cordell Stewart, and then a uh, former, not a senator, but a representative. We, we talk, we, I think oh, we, Jack Kemp. Jack Kemp. Jack, Jack Kemp. Kemp. He was an answer very last good. week. <laughs> very good. All right, thank you very much. Tubular is brought to you today by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Reserve yours right now. GinsuGrills.com. Use the code TAILGATE. Save $100 when you do. 
Come see uh, the Ginsu Kamado Grill in action. Sample some cooking. Register to win your own and $500 worth of grilling meats at the Game Day Firehouse this sun this Saturday. I keep saying Saturday again. It's really screwing with me. This Saturday uh, before Ravens-Falcons, uh, 1202 Ridgely Street, just west of the stadium. Lean week when it comes to viewing options. Monday Night Football tonight. Let's go Aaron Rodgers. Need him to outscore Tyler Higby by 13 points. Maybe. I don't know which side of that I'm like. I don't know if I'm rooting for Aaron Rodgers to suddenly be, like have a vintage Aaron Rodgers out of the bye Monday night, you know, performance, or if I'm rooting for Tyler Higby to just keep stink. Like, is my best path to victory getting 17 from Aaron Rodgers and four from Tyler Higby, which is about I think what he's been probably, doing, yeah. or is my best path of victory 10 for Tyler Higby and 23 for Aaron? Rodgers? I think you got to hope Rodgers comes out and I don't know. Anyway, that's uh, tonight at eight fifty. By the way, th- this is hilarious. Terror. No relevance to this game whatsoever. So, of course, not only is it on ESPN, there's a Manning's broadcast on ESPN2, and this one is being simulcast on ABC. It's a bad of game, course, so you know. Of course, of course, that's the case. Uh, ESPN also has the Myrtle Beach Bowl, Marshall and UConn today at 2.30. UConn uh, and the points. Early, yeah, but Griffin uh, doesn't know. Um, Griffin is currently, where are you in our list? You are, you are worse than I am. Oh, in our bullpen. You're four and five in bowl picks. Oh, really? Do I not felt, pick bowl games with Griffin. I felt you are tied for last place. For some reason, I felt like I did a lot better. The people that didn't remember lost. to put their picks in are doing better than you are. Because they're zero and zero. Uh, no, some, somebody got in late and is now four and three. They missed the first two, so they're four and three. All right. Uh, right now, our leaders are check. Brian Regan and Kelly Stanford, both seven and two in the first nine bowl games that have been played so far. So uh, the tenth one is today on ESPN. Then the uh, Capitals. Got time. Got time to make it up. Capitals in action tonight, 7 o'clock against the Red Wings on NBC Sports Washington. Lakers Suns at 9 on NBA TV. USA Network for WWE Raw at 8. Anything non-sports? Uh, today, actually, just like two things. You get the Celebrity Lego Masters, the Holiday Bretacular. Okay, so nothing then? <laughs> All week on Fox. Cheryl Hines, Finesse Mitchell, Leslie Jordan, and Robin Thicke are the celebrity guests. Oh, Leslie Jordan. Oh, yes. Yeah. That makes me sad. Yeah, I love so. it. Uh, see him all week. I'm, I'm not. I'm not telling you that I'm be willing to watch whatever this thing yeah. is, but I'd probably. I mean, I'm. I don't know. I don't know if they had filmed another season, or whatever that show. What's that show? The Call Me Cat. Is that the show? Yeah, that yeah. On? Call Me Cat. I don't know if they had filmed like more of that, or I have no idea how many more times you're gonna get to see Leslie Jordan on television after yeah. he tragically passed away. Apparently, he was on his way to a like while they were filming Call Me Cat. Okay. Yeah. Um. Love there is Jordan. the wheel. Uh. That is a new show on NBC tonight at ten. It seems like it's kind of like the hundred thousand dollar. I remember seeing it's a like British a promo it's a spin off of a British yeah. show. Michael McIntyre hosts, and they have random um, celebrities that help with trivia. Okay. You got the Miz, Tony are, Hawk. Are they doing Bean Boozled? Because if not, <laughs> no. I'm gonna be out. You think a celebrity version? Yes. Bean Boozled. I might be willing to. And then Bar McGinn, Jimmy Johnson versus Clint Boyer on. Uh, on USA. So again, nothing is yeah, what nothing. you what you were saying. You're saying there's got to be some, the way this week goes. There's got to be something holiday ones. There's got to be. You should start telling people holiday spectacular. Something. Never mind. No, never there's mind. not like Santa Claus coming to town. None of that's on tonight. What is going on? Is it just that like streaming has all of those movies now, so the yeah, networks can't air games. anything yeah. of value? They got to do the Legos or whatever. It is only other uh, you know, tomorrow night. Santa Claus is coming to town. There's no. always those Hallmark movies on. Uh, the uh, there was one playing at uh, Enchant last night when we were down at the ballpark, and I was I don't remember what this, but I was intrigued for a minute. I found myself looking at it for I guess the Hallmark Channel is a, a sponsor of the Enchant event, and so they were playing a Hallmark movie, and I was like, this might be something. I know they're all in like Paramount now too, and so like, like maybe the stream of Paramount yeah, Plus. You mean yeah, yes. you want to see yeah. like a rich. 
successful businesswoman. I do. She goes Always. back to her she hometown. Goes back to hometown and some guy shows her the Always. true meaning of Christmas. I will watch that every time, every single time. All right. Uh, don't forget Fanduel. Or sorry, not Fanduel.com. Pressboxonline.com/slash/offers to get great offers for places like Fanduel and DraftKings and BetMGM and Caesars and Barstool. Again, Pressboxonline.com/slash/offers. Thanks today to Rita. Thanks to Jeremy. Thanks to Steve Weiss. We'll get it up in the greatest hits section of the. Oh my God, it's so good. Tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. Um, tomorrow we know Joe Serpico, of course. We know Patrick Stevens. Stuff and things. We think we're going to be announcing um, Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, and hoping tomorrow will be Ken Niamatololo. Sometime this week we know, and I don't want it to be Thursday, so I'm hoping that tomorrow <laughs> will be the day. And I think Mike Loxley is joining us on Wednesday, so it feels like it'd be good to separate those things. All right, uh, Carson, you're at Carson Ware with an I. Yep, everywhere. Everywhere. Give him a follow there. Uh, Griffin underscore Bass for him. We are at Glenn Clark Radio, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I guess I should thank our great sponsors and partners. The Baltimore County Police Department, Problem Gambling, Glory Days Grill, Guilford Hall Brewery, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, Maryland Jockey Club, Baltimore Area Chick-fil-A Restaurants, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, UMBC Athletics, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. All right. Have a great Monday evening. Go Aaron Rodgers. Don't care who wins. Go Aaron Rodgers. Don't go Tyler Higbee. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.